nice little extendo breaks maybe you don't know who you're listening to but this is afro movie review the podcast yeah welcome back it's season three y'all this is the holiday season the voice that you're hearing right now is mo afro movie reviewer she her pronouns chocolate chip podcaster and i am keeps afro movie reviewer they them podcaster your favorite trans podcast. I was like, what am I saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a it's while. It's been a while. Forgot my script. Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> this is season three. We are on episode 28 of our little podcast, baby. So excited. <laughs> and the movie of the episode is Hocus Pocus. A classic. Oh my God. A classic. So that makes the year 1993. Um, let's get into the history reel. Let's... uh. Get your figures ready for this rock, paper, scissors action. Let's go. Okay, who's calling you? You. <laughs> you? I can never call it right. You. Okay. Okay, go. go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Hey, Keith's beat with scissors. Gay. Gay. Because I have paper. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Start off the history real Keith. So I'm trying to see if I have what kind of ones. What energy you coming with? Yeah, I forgot what I wrote down. <laughs> okay, let's start with January 5th. $7.4 million is stolen from a Brinks armored car depot in Rochester, New York, in the fifth largest robbery in U.S. history. Damn. That's cash, baby. Cash money in 93. 93. Wee, they hit them up big. So the New York Times said it was four people. It was an unemployed teacher, a Roman Catholic priest, an illegal Irish immigrant, and a retired Rochester police officer. Not a damn priest, a police officer, and a teacher. They said it was a and an immigrant. This <laughs> it was wild. I was reading up. I was like, excuse me. It was an inside wow. job. So the retired Rochester police officer, he became a Brink security officer and he was one of the three mm-hmm. guards that night. And they claim it was because uh, they all had connections to the Irish Republican Army who was fighting British rule in Northern Ireland. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. Okay. And you know, the IRA is what they shortened it is. They... um. Mostly in the U.S., they were doing fundraising events, but like they've been doing bombing and other criminal acts in like Northern Ireland, Ireland, they Britain. Yeah. So the teacher and the retired police officer was acquitted, and the priest and the Irish immigrant was charged. <laughs> How's the police officer acquitted? God <laughs> damn! I do not know. Like the the priest was beloved in his community though, because he ran a shelter for runaway teenage boys. And he's like, I would have took my share and dealt it out like Robin Hood. <laughs> what? My nigga, what? my nigga, I feel, I feel it. I feel it. I so hard. But the immigrant had been arrested before in Ireland yeah. for firearm and explosive charge. And he made, a, he, he wrote a book about the situation. 
But what's funny to me is that they recovered some of the money, but not all because most of the serial numbers on the money wasn't recorded. So there's still 5.2 million missing. Ooh. Damn. They got hit up for real. I know Brinks changed all of their protocol after that. <laughs> what? I mean, it was an inside job. So. Yo. <laughs> Wow, they did that. Yes, I wonder where that money went. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully to the community. Hopefully, you see it. But that priest was like 62 years old. I was like, damn, y'all really gonna book a priest? <laughs> he was doing it for God. Did anybody die in the bank? No. I mean, in the uh, Brinks robbery, no. Then nobody should have got booked. They exactly. Like, right. That's our <laughs> AO. <laughs> As us do better next, next time. But the fact that they still didn't recover most of the money, like for real, yo bad. You fucked up. You didn't even put all the the serial numbers on it. So you. That's wow. That shit is funny. Ooh, okay. I'm copying you. Okay. January fifth. American serial killer Wesley Allen Dodd is hanged in the state of Washington. For hanged. Hanged in 1993. Who hanging niggas? This is why I picked this fact, because I said, what the fuck? <laughs> so this was the first execution by hanging to be carried out in America since 1965. Damn. Okay, so I was like, damn. Wesley Allen Dodd was 31 at, at the time of his death. Um, he was he was convicted of sexually assaulting and murdering three young boys in Vancouver, Washington. Um, he got caught because he tried to adopt a six-year-old boy from the movie theaters and failed. And so they caught him. So it would have been a fourth, right? Mm. He tried to, he, like, he went through his case. And when they asked him if he wanted to appeal, he was like, nah. He insisted that he had no control over his urges, that if they let him out, he was going to do the shit again. And he quite literally was like, you don't want me to be out here. Go ahead and kill me. Damn. Now, the ACLU filed a lawsuit saying that the method of his execution was a violation of the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution. Um, the lawsuit made it all the way up to the Washington Supreme Court, but then it was blocked by the Supreme Court because Dodd chose his way of execution. He decided. And I don't know if it was like firing squad, lethal injection, or hanging. And he was just like, bang. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he chose to be hung. So nothing could really be done about that. Plus, you can't bring him back and be like, all right, mistake. He was dead. Um, the one thing that I saw that was interesting was that typically when people hang, um, they die because their neck breaks. His neck did not break. So he died in the amount of time that they typically would think someone would die and hang. It was about two to three minutes. But he still, he died from suffocation. Mm. He was asphyxiated by the rope. So I thought that that was interesting because they had not done it since 1965. I should have looked up to see if they had done it since, like if anybody else, but I feel like the ACLU would be like, block it. I mean, he I just 28 years. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I would not want to go out like that. Like, I personally would not want to go out by hanging. I feel like my ancestors would just be like, no, bitch. Yeah, we black. We black. Off to black people just shoot. <laughs> um, I don't want to be electrocuted. I um, wouldn't mind. I don't want I, electrocution. Electrocution? I don't mind. I don't, mm -mm, uh -uh. I don't like hot seats. 
I can't do it. I don't want it. I don't want no electric currents. I don't want none of that shit. I can't see myself seeing a gun squad and being like, yeah, do that shit. Even though part Hell of me nah. feels like Queen Latifah and set it off. I'm not that G. I don't know I could really do it. I think lethal injection is the way to go if I had to like do this shit. Because you just in the chair. <laughs> behind you is some shit working you got regular doctor's office stuff it could be like a like i get anxiety in the in the dentist's office i get anxiety at the doctor's office it could be a regular anxious moment before i'm like click click out i feel that i think electric chair or lethal injection because unless i got a gun to like take some of y'all out with me in that firing squad i'm gonna feel some type of way because you shouldn't think that's it don't gang up on me that's it y'all all y'all got guns i got nothing <laughs> that's what <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. January 5th uh, mm. was the last time America hung somebody, from what I know. Damn. Okay. I'm gonna... What's your second fact? So, it said April, May. It really didn't give no dates, but it is the okay. Four Corners Hantavirus outbreak. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Yeah. So it is the orthohantavirus, which is an RNA virus that typically causes asymptomatic infection in rodents. And not the not the rats. <laughs> it's uh from it's carried by deer mice and it's the hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. So it affects your pulmonary system. I don't know. Goddamn, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> Y'all know what it means. <laughs> but it causes respiratory failure that leads to cardiac failure. And it's called the Four Corners because it happened in those Four Corners region of Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Arizona. Okay. Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. It was largely occupied by the Native American tribal lands. So the Hopi, the Ute, the Zuni, the Navajo reservations. And the mortality rate was 50%. So it killed Ooh, shit. 13 Half people. Half the people that it. Ooh, shit. Yeah. So. It was, they say it was 24 patients. It was 14 Native American, nine non-Hispanic white, and one Hispanic. And they was like, how did this come to be? How did this happen? There was previous hantavirus cases that was not properly diagnosed. And the first case was known mm. as a 38-year-old Utah man in 1959. So, mm, But it's from that same area. From that same area. Like, they really could have. But yeah, wow. yeah, that happened. They were bastardizing it too, naming it like derogatory and contributing it to the Native Americans solely mm-hmm. because those were the people that were getting it. But yeah, no, y'all just don't be diagnosing people correctly. Yeah, but that as far as that specific time, the highest infection rate went to Native American populations, whereas yeah, mm, boo. That's fucked up. But yeah. um, okay, well, I'm going dark again. <laughs> I think I'm yeah. going light on my last, so let's do it. I'm ending light. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So September 22nd, 1993, the deadliest train wreck in Amtrak history occurs. This is on the Sunset Limited train that derailed on a big Bayou Canoe Bridge in Alabama. 47 people were killed. Oh my God. Yes. So I was like, wow, because 93, you know, niggas was alive. Um, So the Sunset Limited is a route from Los Angeles, California to New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, The crash is called the Big Bayou Canote, and it's C-A-N-O-T. I feel like it's a Creole word, so I don't necessarily know how it's pronounced, but it's called the Big Bayou Canote Rail Incident. 
Um, immediately prior to the incident, there was a barge um, being pushed by a towboat that made the wrong, it made a wrong turn on the Mobile River and it entered the bayou, uh, the big bayou canal, which is an unnavigable con- chan- like channel of water that crosses um, a CXS, CSX rail bridge. So this little part of water is not even supposed to be like boats are not supposed to be down there. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, he, that the boat pilot, cause I thought it was a captain, the towboat pilot, um, he said that he, number one, it was really, really foggy. It was like two 30 in the morning. Um, his navigation system was down and he hadn't been taught how to read a, uh, compass mm-hmm. properly with his system so pretty much what he said was that he had no idea he was even on the wrong route so he just kept going at that speed not knowing so at 245 his his towboat hit the bridge now when it hit the bridge because of all of the steel and all the things that it's made from it just caused a kink like it caused a kink in the in the track mm-hmm. At 2.53, the Sunset Limited went over the bridge. It hit the kink, and it caused the bridge to snap, oh, and that shit. part of the bridge just snapped and went down. So the the lead of the train went down into the water, nosedived straight into the canal bank, the two locomotives following it, um, and then a baggage car, a sleeping car, and two of the six total passenger cars followed it into the canal. Damn. The fuel tanks that were on the train ended up they had several thousands of gals, gallons of diesel fuel, of course, because it's a train and they have to make it from like they don't fuel up, I don't believe, on their route, you know, and they make it to and from. So it erupted on the impact. It caused a massive fuel um, spill and then there was a fire. So total, there were 220 passengers on the on the train. 47 people, 42 of them who were passengers were killed. Many of them ended up dying by drowning. Um, Others died by fire or smoke inhalation. And what I'm thinking is that because of the oil spill in the water, even if they could swim, it probably made it difficult to swim. Yeah. You know, Um, 103 people were injured. uh, But the people, there were four crew members on the towboat. They were not injured. The towboat pilot his last name is odom he ended up saving 17 people oh wow yes he he stopped his towboat he did what he could because he was he reported the crash like he reported and said hey i hit something and then it was just like minutes it was i think seven minutes later that that train came and it was going 70 miles per hour there was no way to stop that horrible like it just was a bad trail of events so he was not charged for the, for the deaths of the people, because of course, all of the circumstances that led to him, him even being there were completely out of his control, other than him not knowing how to read the compass on the towboat properly. Um, and that goes down to his employers. His employers were like, well, you know, he had done everything right to that point and literally had it not been for that miscalculation, none of this would have happened. And the fact that he saved 17 people, so... Yeah. The Sunset Limited still runs. That that part of the bridge was repaired. Um, and apparently it's a beautiful ride. The part of the country that you get to see and cross if when you are they you know, Amtrak is very specific about where they track things post like the railroad race back in like the eighteen hundreds. When they Amtrak when Amtrak became the one, they were very 
cognizant of what people would want to see on a train ride. So apparently it's a beautiful ride. Mm -hmm. Like you get to see a lot of beautiful countryside, but that was a negative, you know, that one like horrible thing that happened in 93. Wow. Rest in peace for those victims. That sounds like, yeah. And I don't want to assume that that nobody could have predicted it it was not um you know but it i feel like to an extent because of the route from la to louis to new orleans it was probably a lot of black people on that train i i don't know but i feel like it was so yeah that's my second fact wow that was heavy but we're in the I'm light sorry. i'm ending light though i'm ending light so my third fact and the final fact is January 1st, no more Czechoslovakia. It is now the Czech Republic and Slovakia. And I was like, beep, beep, separate. why was that? So I went down a rabbit hole. Czechoslovakia wasn't always Czechoslovakia. Originally, back in the way, way country, they had like three versions, like three little segments of this country. It was like Bohemia, mm-hmm. Moravia, and Czech Silesia. They had immigration coming in and out of Czech because the fall of Roman was happening around that time. So they had people leaving to go over there and then they had people coming in, the Celts, and they eventually got to be known as the Czechs. So Mm. German tribe, Germanic tribes started coming in. Central Asians started trying to evade after Rome's collapse. The Franks, which the Frankish Empire, not the French. I was like, who the fuck is the Franks? Okay. Started coming in. They was getting their shit rocked. Everybody wanted a piece of Czechoslovakia. Is it like prime land? Where is it situated it's, in Europe? It's never mind. East- I can Google that. <laughs> okay, it's like <laughs> Eastern Europe, like Eastern Russia. Yeah, okay. it's, it had beautiful mountains, and they were they had a rich history. But like, no, everybody okay. wanted a piece of that. So after the Franks came in, they brought missionaries. So they had some infighting because, you know, you have all of these different people coming in and you... And religious, yeah, it's religious warfare at that point. So then Hungaria was like, I'm going to come over. So they invaded it. I just, they just keep getting their shit rocked. So they was doing fine for a minute and Bohemia actually managed to conquer Moravia. So they ended up forming like one little thing. And then they was the German Holy Empire, Holy Roman Empire. They joined them and then the Germans came in. So... The Bohemian king, big shot. He increased the power. He drove off the Hungarians. He expanded the kingdom. He fended off the Mongols. He was like, yeah, I'm that nigga. And I'm going to be the Roman Empire. That nigga ended up dying in battle. Well, I mean, you got to try. (laughs) (laughs) So the new king came in. He was like, okay, I'm the Holy Roman Empire now. So Prague becomes the imperial capital. Development happens. Churches, bridges, university. The Black Plague came in. They killed about 10, 15% of the population. Oof. Then the Protestants started coming in and they was mad because the language that was spoken in your everyday life was not the language that was preached in the church. So they was like, okay. that don't make any sense to us. So it was one particular dude who got a huge ass following. This dude was burnt at the stake. Ooh. But his followers started a 15 year war. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And they not tired. They won. Get <laughs> the shit. Riots work. Turn up on them niggas. So the Pope conceded and he was like, okay, 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 I got you. So it started to calm down. A century later, 
Catholic Austrians come in to take over mm. and they was closing all the Protestant churches. They they got mad and they went to like the officials office and they ended up throwing them in manure and that ended up starting a 30 year war. They do not play. <laughs> so the Protestant checks did not win that time and they gave them an ultimatum. They said you either accept Catholicism or you get out this country. 20% left. And then Catholicism okay. continued. So then Germany came in, invading through Prussia, because Germany was made of four states at that time before we I unified. was wondering where Prussia was going to come into this. Okay. And then France, France occupied Prussia at that time. So they get to war and Napoleon ended up ending the Holy Roman Empire. And now Bohemia is now part of Austria. And then you get the Czech National Revitalization Movement. Poets and writers and musicians are like, we want our independence. No, that's right. The creative said, I'm going to fight and it's going to be in my way. Through song. <laughs> and so Austria lost against Prussia and then they lost the First World War. And they ended up collapsing and joining the family in the upper Hungaria, Hung Hungaria region, Central Eastern Europe. And then the Nazis invaded. When I tell you, they can't catch a fucking break. Could not. They killed thousands of Czechs and Czech Jewish people. And then oh. World War II ended. No more Nazis. But guess what? They were replaced by the Soviets. So then German in the Czech lands were booted. And then times was hard. 1968, they protested. The Soviets sent in tanks and troops to squash that. And then there was another revolution in 1989. Mm. communism collapsed democracy was restored and they split now both of them are economically soaring they joined nato they joined the eu that i just okay. wow i just so this is how you know niggas was alive okay <laughs> this is how you know so when this happened it was on the news right and my sister um, I think my mom might have been home on maternity leave or my sister was just about to be born or like whatever, right? But my come home and have my own time was taken away because my mom was home because I was a latchkey kid. And so my mom would be watching the news and I'd have to sit through her watching whatever she wanted to before I could watch what I wanted to. They announced that Czechoslovakia has split. Mm -hmm. It's now the Czech Republic and what's the Slovakia? Slovenia? Slovakia, okay. So... And it was on the news for so many days that I started to have dreams about it, okay? I woke up terrified one night and my parents would not let me in the room. <laughs> woke up terrified. It was like, the Czechoslovakians are coming. But this is what was fucked up about this. In my dream, I don't, I did not know what Czechoslovakians looked like. I was young, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what they looked like. So they were clear. They were clear, but you could see the outline of them and they were coming to fuck us up. Why? Why? Why And you know why I remember that I had this dream? Because my parents would not let me in the room. And then they were so annoyed with me or like maybe just, I don't know if my sister was born or if they were just like, listen, your mama good and pregnant. You need to get out her face. But they sent me to my grandpa's house. So I told my cousin, my older cousin about this. And she was like, you, because it, it came on the news again. And I was like, oh shit, I had this dream. And she was like, why would you lie about something like that? And why I said, girl, would you why lie? would you lie about something like that? What the fuck? Nobody believed me or comforted me about the fact that I had anxiety 
thinking that they were coming to get us. Why? I don't know. I just had was seeing too much. I was young and was being exposed to something that I thought was violent. They're showing like recaps of their history, the way that you just broke down the history of these people who are finally getting some type of independence and, you know, whatever. It seemed violent to me. And my mom. At that young age, hell yeah. You don't expose kids to that shit. And it was almost like the red coats are coming, but it was the Czechoslovakians are coming in my mind, in my dream. So no. you bringing that up is <laughs> hilarious because now whoever listens to this podcast gets to acknowledge me in my goddamn dream because my family did not. I am so sorry because what the fuck? Why would you lie about that? That shit sounds scary. One to sit there and like listen on to their history as a child, as a wee and baby have any concept of how to disassociate it or to not personalize it or like whatever. It was terrifying I'm sure for me. You didn't even know where Czechoslovakia was at that age. Baby, like did not know, didn't know what they looked like. I couldn't even put features on the villain in my story. <sighs> Please parent, so... please parent better. <laughs> I just need people to parent their children better and listen I mean, to them. Now, now we got Google. Somebody could have Googled and been like, they're people just like us. Like, you know? I mean, but true. back then, true. you know, it's just that they, they didn't have resources to be like, girl, put that to the side. But they also could have just been like, girl, put that to the side. They don't have, I figure they would have a map when they're reporting the news and be and like, it's dad, all the way oh, over here. My dad bought an encyclopedia the entire set the year that I was born. Okay. We had that kind of resource. They definitely could have pointed out that it was miles and miles away. But I also was the kind of kid, like I remember the year that they talked about um, African killer bees making their way somehow from Africa to America. Oh, I remember that. that. Bees- they have it often. <laughs> Bro, it happens all the time now, right? Because these bees came over and I was in like, it might have been the same year. I was young, but they tell us this. We're watching news stuff because they want us to be able to watch news and understand what's happening in the world. And my ass is hearing that these bees are smart. They have like advanced hearing and they sting and don't die. Okay. Yeah. So not only that, they group up like a fucking squad and will chase you. Yep. So I get off the bus as a latchkey kid and I'm walking home trying to make no noise <laughs> because what if the African killer bees come? No. Like I just was an anxious child. I, I really was. There was no context in a lot of the framework that you was taking in. And I that is that sounds horrifying. And, and I'm, I'm very yeah. sorry. Thank you. Thank you, babe. This one. Me, I'm in light as I'm over here having this be a therapy session. <laughs> okay, so my ending light is May 7th, 1993. The Japanese animated film, My Neighbor Totoro. Totoro? Totoro. I fucking love Totoro. Yes, it's released in US cinema and dubbed in English for the very first time. We need a studio again, please, season. I had a Totoro bed. I What? I did. I did. It was it was it was like a little plushy, like almost like a um, what's it called? The thing that's filled with like bees and stuff. Uh, uh, the little chair, a beanbag. Yeah, almost like that. But then I stuffed it, and it was all fluffy, and it was big. I love. I saw my neighbor Totoro. I think two years ago for the first time. <gasps> yeah. 
So for me, I was like, wait, 93? Yeah, super late. Oh, but at least you saw it. It is. But I, I did it. see it. I did see it. Oh. Okay. So y'all know what part of this it is. It's it's the plug. The plug. So per usual, we hitting y'all up or y'all hitting us up, whatever, for us to be able to plug you. If you are uh, an influencer, a brand, if you're an actor, a musician, um, a bad bitch, a bad nigga, like whatever you are, hit us up. We want to be able to plug you. This is our way of bartering and it's season three. Y'all know what it is. I actually want to gush. It's, it's, they don't need the publicity, but um, my friend got tickets to the fox this past weekend for mm-hmm. chicago i had never seen chicago like i've seen like the 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 um i know the references the song references but it was my first time seeing it live and my first time seeing it all he the way through it. he deserved it. oh my god Did oh you my have god it was so amazing and then their velma <sighs> kella what their velma kelly was a they them named Logan Floyd I was like yes yes they did such an amazing job and I know they don't they don't need the publicity but my god it was amazing like so we will plug them for the episode what's their name again it um so it was Chicago who is the company because I have their encore because I they were amazing I'm so glad you got that experience. It was, oh my God. I would probably, I would like to go more to the Fox. I think this is my third time going. It was, we should go. It was Apex Touring Presents Chicago. So it was starring Logan Floyd, Katie Fredden, Jeff Brooks, and Brian Kilonowoski. So, so we shot now Logan Floyd. Yeah, the Envy's in the house. Yeah, I I love it. I was so excited. So, yes. But if y'all want to hit us up to get plugged or just for us to gush on you because we just love, we love, I mean, we love expressing admiration for people in real time. We feel like giving flowers in real time. That's also what this is. We just want to give some of you guys your flowers. So, yes, hit us that up. That part. Maybe we should do, maybe season three will be all about giving flowers, whether or not we are asking to be plugging people or not. Oh, that could be the thing. I love that. Okay, so Logan, you're the first one for season three. Shout out to you. Shout out to giving my babe a wonderful Chicago experience. It. I have not seen Chicago live, so I know it was lit. I we need to when they come back, we need to go because I'm about to start. Black theater companies are out there, and they have like smaller productions. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the tickets will be like twelve dollars. They just are not always. Like sometimes it'll be middle of the week. Like I am not a Thursday going out type of girl. See, <laughs> they had uh I was surprised too they had black people. They had Robert Garris and they had Jasmine Janae. And I was like, Oh my god, I peep you guys. I see you guys. As well, I fucking should. But yes, so we'll start going to theaters and stuff. Look, this planet dates. Yes, let's do it. But if you want to be somebody we gush on this season or next season or whatever, hit us up at T O A M R P O D at Gmail dot com. I don't have a new phonetic. I forgot. Okay. Let's just do it. That's um, Tyler Omicron. (laughs) (laughs) Alpha. Alpha. Marie. Robert. Um, Palsy. I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> Omicron uh, and this dick at gmail.com. We will gmail. get we will get it right we next nice episode. <laughs> we had a nice break. Okay, so let's get into the movie Hocus Pocus 1993. Yes. Okay, so the actors. I have two, four, six. I also have six. Okay, so who do you... You always do best for last. Who's your best for last? I want to say Bette Midler. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so my best for last is uh, Kathy and Jimmy. Okay, bet. So those okay, two so we're going to say for last. With, yeah, we'll start with Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, Miss Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker plays Sarah Sanderson. She is married to Matthew Broderick as of 1997. They have three kids together, including twin daughters that were born by surrogacy. My girl, an actress, a television producer, six Globe and Golden Globes, two primetime Emmys. You probably know her as, I actually don't know who she played um, in Sex in the City, but. She's Carrie. Carrie. She's the main character. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched um, that, like. I wasn't a Sex of the City, and then they have the There You Have It or whatever the remake is. I'm good, <laughs> but like my sister's into Sex in the City. I know it was a thing; like it yes. had its time, you know. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker started on Broadway at age 11, and by the time she was 14, she was the lead in Annie. The girl works. Works. Uh, material girl. She dated JFK Jr. briefly. My girl. After she did Sex on the City, she got a $38 million contract with Gap. And she's the only person to have ever gotten a contract like that with them. And they even okay. stated, they was like, um, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker was a unique case. And we're probably not ever going to do that again to be that exclusive with one person <laughs> ever again. So, <laughs> Okay. Because Cindy Crawford with Calvin Klein was a time. And now you got Sarah Jessica Parker with Gap. Okay, but that's cool. Um, Sarah Jessica Park, Sarah Jessica, Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker has four fathers that were involved in the California Gold Rush of eighteen forty nine, and she got some ancestors that were part of the Salem witch trials of sixteen ninety two. Oh wow! So I thought that that was kind of cool because she plays a witch that gets killed in Salem. Yeah. So she, you know, went back to her roots. <laughs> My girl, um, she said, "I'm a." stay making money she got a perfume line she got a fashion line she got footwear she got vintage wines she got a curated publishing group my girl Maybe. said i'm gonna Work. stay rich i knew what i'm saying it don't matter it don't matter that i've been working since i was 11 working is what i like to do time magazine named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world just in 2022 so should we be fans i love her ingenuity when it comes to making money i'm with it I'm with it. Sarah Jessica Parker is a longtime worker. You got to give it up for somebody who can do Broadway and then transition to TV and film. She hit all the marks. Yes. Yeah, so sure. Um, I guess next I have Omri, Omri Katz who played Max Dennison. Yes, I also have Omri. Um, very short about him, retired American actor. Um, he is did Hocus Pocus and a couple other things, but just that wasn't his his claim to the rest of his life yeah he was um born to israeli jewish immigrant parents and he got a soap opera digest award for outstanding youth actor um in his film in his tv series dallas in 1984 so i mean yeah i think dallas had it had a time it was a nice little run mm -hmm. um they said in 2015 that he apparently keeps in 
touch with his Hocus Pocus co-stars. And as of February 2022, this man has a cannabis company that he owns, which is very white and former actor of him. Yeah. Okay. So fans like, meh, there wasn't much about him. Yeah. So my Who do you have next is Thora Birch. Bam, bam, me too. She plays Danny, Danny Dennison. Um, American actress and producer. She made her feature film debut in 1988, starring um, in the movie Purple People Eater. And she received a Young Artist Award for the Best Young Actress Under the Age of Nine. Yes. After that, she did, like, Day by Day, got her two more nominations. She did a lead role in Parenthood in Paradise, which over 4,000 kids auditioned for. And I was like, damn. Damn. (laughs) So many people want to be child actors. I did not know. So, but then she did Hocus Pocus and um, American Beauty in 1999, which earned her a BAFTA nomination. She also did... um, so Paradise also was uh, in the same year as this movie called All I Want for Christmas. That was 1991. She did Patriot Games in 92, Monkey Trouble in 1994, Now and Then in 1995, which is a movie that I love. Like, I love that movie. Um, and then a movie called Alaska in 1996. She got into her adult-oriented roles when she did American Beauty. She played Jane Burnham. And like you said, she got the BAFTA for that. She took a break between 2012 and 2016, but since then she's been in several independent films, including one that I really want us to be able to watch and review, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. That was 2019. Okay. Yeah. And in 2022, she made her directorial debut with Lifetime. You know, Lifetime gives a lot of people... Yes, they do. They give a lot of people their ability to step into the directorial world, which I appreciate because we've talked about, not on the podcast maybe, but personally, how I align Tyler Perry with like Lifetime films. Mm -hmm. The thing is that Lifetime gives other people the ability to direct. Tyler Perry likes to be the one and only, you know? Um, I mean, once he got up and coming, yeah. Yeah, he gives a lot of up and coming people their their roles he you know i'm not gonna say he doesn't pay people that he doesn't give them a platform i just think that a variety in directorial through tyler perry would also be something i would like to see in writing yeah i agree and writing too um but thora birch did the gabby petito story for lifetime which she also co-starred in of course gabby petito was the girl who went on a date with that guy and then like somebody she met on um a dating app and then ended up missing and disappearing and then the guy was like the police questioned him he was like oh i don't know and they let him go and then he ended up committing suicide yeah i remember that that was recent recent too that was recent thor birch work so should we be fans yeah yeah i'm for it i'm for it um next i have sean murray who plays thackeray binks thackeray i have vanessa shaw who plays allison bet because i don't have her so blessed <laughs> yeah because i don't have thackeray um, i chose thackeray binks because he was a constant throughout the movie right but also because he is the american actor who plays special agent timothy mcgee on the show that i love ncis <laughs> and what's funny is that watching ncis i did not put together that that was thackeray binks but when i watched the movie for this podcast i was like bruh mcgee <laughs> <laughs> He looks exactly the same. They he all do, that. honestly. Everybody just looks exactly the same. So I was like, how did I not put this? This is McGee. That's Proby. 
Like, I was just like, what the hell? So, Thackeray Binks, man, works. He'd been working for a long time. He had a couple of um, appearances in the show called Jag. And then Jag ended up being the reason for the spinoff NCIS. So, I'm absolutely a fan of Sean Murray. He works. The man was a teenager when he did this movie. It wasn't even his first role. Mm-hmm. And he didn't stop from them. He, he didn't stop and allow himself to just be a child actor or to get swept in to what a lot of child actors do even if they have the fame, you know? So I'm a fan. I like him. I like his name, Thackeray. That shit was funny. <laughs> well, My God. That's the shit. I know. <laughs> I know, but just because he had that name, I'm just like, yeah, you you, you a cool kid. <sighs> okay, so what's Allison's background? So Allison is American film actress and model. She did uh, modeling before she was in film. She film debuted in Home Sweet Home in 1981. Huh. What's her real name? Uh, Vanessa Shaw with an I. Okay, sorry. And so it's oh, v- Vanessa with an I. Yeah, so it's V I N E S S A. Okay, Vanessa. It's she got it from her uh father who was named Vincent. So. I know that's right. Yeah, so a junior. <laughs> <laughs> so she did Hocus Pocus, and um, she also did Eyes Wide Shut because she was pr- approached by Stanley Kubrick, who was the director mm. writer. He did everything for that film, but she cites him as very influential and the first person who encouraged her to continue acting. She did a number mm-hmm. of um, independent films, but she didn't return back to acting until The Hills Have Eyes in 2006. Oh, shit. Yeah. See, and they look exactly the same. How, what the hell? So, yeah. Wild times. Other than that, she was raised Buddhist and she is married and she had a child in 2017. So, I'm a fan. Okay. Out her doing her mommy thing and working. Yes. Okay. So, let's do Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Oh, my God. Miss Winnie Winifred Sanderson. Five. We talked about her before because of a dry run episode that we did with the First Wives Club. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. We have talked about her. We have. American actress born in Honolulu, Hawaii. She's a comedian, singer, songwriter, and author. Her career has spanned over six decades. She started in 1966. It's just, mm, she was born in a Jewish family and she earned money from her playing an extra in Hawaii and used that to relocate to New York City and did Off-Broadway from 65 to 69. My girl yes. did the damn thing. She works. Since 1970, she's released 14 studio albums as a solo artist selling over 30 million records worldwide. She's received four gold, three platinum, and three multi-platinum albums by the RIAA, which I was like, what that what that mean? The Record <laughs> Industry Accounting Agency. I don't know. Yes. That's the people that hand out gold records and platinum records. That's them. She got a... So she ended up doing like singing because she got close to Barry Manilow when she was singing in the Continental Baths was was a gay bathhouse and he helped her produce her first album and she got a special Tony Award for her contribution in Broadway Bette Midler I can't say she sings down but she has a voice and Wind Beneath My Wings is one of those songs that I know probably because of Bette Midler's rendition like there's a bunch of renditions of it but hers went multi-platinum yes they actually Um, offered her the lead role for Sister Act first 
And she turned it down and it went to Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yep. Because she was busy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She she was busy. Um, December 4th, 2021, Bette Midler received the Kennedy Center Honor for a Lifetime Achievement Award in Performing Arts at the Medallion Ceremony, which was held at the Library of Congress in D.C. Yeah. Every year she does a Halloween because she's from Hawaii, costume party that benefits the New York Restoration Project, which is her foundation, so. That's cool. It should benefit the people of Honolulu, but we not gonna go there. Yeah, so. So should we be fans? Mm, you know, sure. I think the reason I had a sure is because of her association with he who shall not be named, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, mean, Kathy, aside from that, she's wonderful, but uh, that. Outside of that, that's why it's a sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we got Kathy. Kathy and Jimmy. She plays Mary Sanderson. She was fucking hilarious in the movie. Um, American actress and activist. She's best known for her films uh, or her roles in the film Soap Dish, which was 1991. She was in Sister Act in 1992, Hocus Pocus 93, Hope Floats 98. She was in The Wedding Planner in 2001 and Rat Race in 2001. But she's also the voice of Peggy Goddamn Hill on King of the Hill. Yes. (laughs) Yes. She did four movies with Whoopi Goldberg, in fact, so... okay we'll have to see what the other movies are no it was rat race uh soap dish and then both of the sister acts okay okay which i've seen i saw rat race but i was young and not able to appreciate it and she was in wally and tyler perry's a madea christmas so yes because she works and you know why she works because she's a hometown girl she's from southeast san diego just like me uh what tripped me out is that not only is she from southeast san diego she's legit from Southeast, like, and you got to say it like that, like Southeast, because she graduated from Crawford High School. My nigga, what? I told my sister that, and we both were like, nigga, what? Like, blown away. <laughs> she graduated from Crawford, my guy. I know you don't know what that means. It means a lot. She's a hood girl. Like, she's one of us for real. Uh, she graduated from San Diego State in 1995, which I thought was super cool because she was already in her lane she was already making big money and she still went to the hometown to graduate from the college I said I rock with her the long way I love it I did not know that about her until this podcast and I appreciate the fuck out of that fact yeah I like her she did Broadway so she did Dirty Blonde and Vagina Monologues okay and she's lent her voice to Bojack Horseman Pepper Ann Little Bill American Dad my girl if she uses her celebrity status to donate to charities by appearing on she game does. shows, I, I like her. She's an activist and she frequently travels the countries talking about uh, issues like equal rights, safety, self-esteem for women and girls, LGBTQ plus rights, AIDS awareness, domestic violence, body image, civil rights. She's a beast. She's um, spoken at human rights campaigns. She's spoken on behalf of Planned Parenthood and PFLAG, which is like parents and friends of lesbians and gays is pretty much like the ally crew from like way back in the G. Um, in 2012, she started creating, directing and co-writing personal monologues. And she was including actresses who she knew and loved, but also people who maybe just needed a step up. It was called These Girls. And it featured people like Olivia Wilde, ain't, not naming her, Zosia Mamet, Deborah Messing, Rosie Perez and Gabrielle Cigarette. Okay. I'm I, definitely a fan. 
definitely a fucking fan. She's currently working on um, a documentary about the 53% of white women that voted for Donald Trump in 2016. I'll be very interested in seeing that because I feel like they'd open up to a white woman and just be unsuspecting. And she'd be like, bitch, what's your problem? (laughs) I'm excited. I I am excited. Side note, when you mentioned LGBTQ, there was this dude who said, I thought LGBT meant let's get bubble tea. And now that it's got a cue, let's get bubble tea, queen. I'm going to use that forever. So. Listen, and the day that I saw that, I was sipping on a bubble tea, so I was like, yes. <laughs> side note, side note, just un- unrelated, but also. <laughs> that was super cute. Let's get bubble tea, queen. Yes. Okay. Um, the director of the movie was Kenny Ortega. Beast. Man. I, I was like, excuse me, sir. No. my that man is everywhere and has done it and will continue let's start with the fact gay icon gay gay icon like is a beast i love him oh my god american filmmaker touring manager and choreographer as far as directing wait yeah do you have okay so directing newsies i don't know what that is hocus pocus newsies is a uh, musical Okay, look at you, my baby. <laughs> High School Musical, Ma- Michael Jackson's This Is It, The Descendants, Julie and the Phantoms. Baby, and worked. He directed concerts for Cher, Miley Cyrus, Michael Jackson, Gloria Estefan. He did Ferris Brewer's Day Off and Dirty Dancing. one of my favorite movies in the world. Choreography. My dude is a legend. He works. He did music videos. Um, he did Material Girl for Madonna. Material he did She's Girl. a Beauty by the Tubes. He did Rock Me Tonight by Billy Squire. He did Physical, Physical. Physical by Olivia Newton-John. He did Mr. Roboto by the Sticks. He works. And- works. Um, he was doing the choreography and the um, touring managing for Michael Jackson's This Is It when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it was because it took a lot of money out of his pocket or how he got this. If Maybe it's just because the man is motherfucking skilled. But he became the director of Michael Jackson's public memorial service at Staples Center in Los Angeles, which was broadcasted live July 7th, 2009. And it reached a television audience of 31 million people in America and more than 1 billion people worldwide. Oh, no, that's because this nigga has been with Michael since like 92. He did Dangerous World Tour. He did History World Tour. He did Michael Jackson and Friends. Like, no, that's Michael's ride or die. But, and I think, okay, so that makes sense why he would direct the funeral. Michael wouldn't have trusted it to anybody else. That, and he was one of the first witnesses in the trial case of when he died. Yes, he was. So, yes, he was. So, should we be fans of Kenny Ortega? Fuck Fuck yeah. Yes. Long live the guy icon. Oh my God. Um, The production company, of course, is Walt Disney Productions. The budget. Are you $28 million for this movie? Okay. $28 million. Now, revenue, they pulled $45.4 million. That's just domestic box office. Um, I feel like that's not exactly double, but the the money that they pull with revenue, with streaming it every year, surely makes up for it. Like, the residual checks that they get in the mail every Halloween hitting that and this was one of those it got the cult following from like the dvd sales and people just so i don't think they're counting that almost like shawshank redemption they said shawshank redemption didn't hit in theaters but tbs played tbs and tnt played that shit out and now there are lifelong fans so 
What were the competing movies for the year? So this is a mix from imbdnumbers.com and um, Wikipedia. So Jurassic Park. Hitter. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hitter. Aladdin. Hitter. The Fugitive, which was PG-13. So I was like, okay, kids. Is that Samuel L. Jackson? Um, was that Samuel? It was a white dude on the cover. I was like, um. Hilarious. No, Tommy Lee Jones. There and Harrison okay. Ford. Okay. And then we also had The Firm, which was a top grossing, but it was rated R. So I doubt they their kids were seeing this, but Yeah. But I mean the, again, we don't I don't necessarily want movies that were just for the kids because we chose a kids movie. I want to know what the world was just looking at yeah. in that year. Yeah, now so was, that's a nice mix. That was the top. Oh my All god, right. we forgot the synopsis of Sci Sci. No, no, we're doing that now. <laughs> okay. Because we're about to do the synopsis and then our new lenses. Let's go. So the synopsis of Sci-Sci is a teenage boy named Max and his little sister moved to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Accurate. Okay. Yeah. Did not. (laughs) Okay. So let's do the lenses for the season. What do your lenses look like? So this is a very niche thing okay so i don't know if you guys know the stop motion a year without santa claus and it has the brothers mr snow miser and mr heat miser i don't know every time we get to the holidays that song i'm mr heat miser i'm mr it's it comes to my head so i have two big ass afros and then we have their pillbox hats which are like white little hats with a icy blue one for Mr. Snow Miser and then a bright orange fire one for Mr. Heat Miser. So and when you told me this, of course I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have to send this, it this is to not you. my season. I know, I know. <clears throat> my bad. No, you're good. What do your lenses look like? So staying with you and the holiday inspired, mine are some silver upside down triangles for the frames and for the the arms. They're like thin framed. Um, of course, blacked out lenses because I don't be trying to be seen or see you niggas. But the tops of my triangles have Grinch hair and an Afro pick <laughs> in the side because I'm all about the Grinch. Grinch is black. You <laughs> <laughs> seen that hair? That's a You're seeing that hair. That makes sense though. The way he was ostracized. Ooh, I can't. It was. Wait. I can't and wait to get it too. <laughs> when white people try their locks, they absolutely look like Grinch hair. So Grinch fingers. Rich fingers at that because that hair was just pressed and fried. Yeah, too many. All right, relaxers. let's get into the movie. What is? Uh, should we start with our our um categories? Yeah, we can. I one, two, three, four, five. I only have six categories, so I always have more than you. I know. I have um feeling some type of way because I couldn't. That's just a mixture of like, mm, nah, this, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, that don't make no sense. Uh-huh. I have LOL. I have somebody get this boy. <laughs> I have uninterested slash un, unattentive parents. I was okay. like, what the fuck did I write? I have um, fat phobia and I have now that's some white uh-huh. fuck shit. Okay. Okay. So. I have uh where are the parents? Mm. Um oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Um LOL. Welcome new kid. Um those are separate by the way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have the parents are of no benefit at all. I have assholes. Um, I F W D, which is I fuck with Danny. Um, WTF slash inappropes, scary in youth, and which is also kind of just like, um, and then costume design, okay. which was all like positives for I loved the the way that they put things together. All right, let's get all into right, let's it. Let's get started. So. Uh, starts off with Thackeray Binks in bed and a witch goes flying by the window and he wakes up. Yes, that whole opening of the storybook, that was a, I like that because it was like a once upon a time kind of yes. thing. That was that was beautiful cinematography. Did you peek that the cover of the book had zodiac signs popped randomly? I did not. I just saw like the little hocus pocus and then the house and I was like, oh, that's cute. I thought it was interesting that they tried to in 1993, they were still aligning astrology with like witchcraft in that way. Yeah, I'm putting that in my um, feelings some type seen, of way. I was gonna say we've seen astrology be either associated with witchcraft and uh, witchcraft and otherness or demonized, just yes. in general. So that was very interesting. Um, Thackeray hops out the bed because he just sees something or feels something. Maybe the witch going past gave him a gust of wind. I know he heard them <laughs> animals. I was like, boy. All the cockle doodle doodling. And he was looking for his, his, who, Emily, who we found out is his sister. And and I said, this little bitch missed it all. Really. Look, you were supposed to be watching her. You napping. <laughs> but it's early in the morning because the cocks are cockle doodle doodling. So he, this is just, That's everybody's true. supposed to be in bed. And I realized this because this was the first where are the parents. And I said, okay. He runs out and there's another boy who's just maybe from the house or whatever. Neighbor boy. A neighbor boy and he's like wake my parents have you seen my sister whatever and it was like hey but look they conjure like nigga where were okay. you when they were conjuring well, you been standing outside seeing all this type of shit <laughs> and you, and you just wasn't doing you nothing. Just didn't do nothing at all so i said okay so here goes thackeray binks captain save his little sister running into yeah. the forest barefoot barefoot with no no weapon and no backup and he okay. falls that shit was funny like said, maybe you should have had on some shoes. All right, because you weren't prepared at all. And he's actively calling Emily's name. And I said, "Uh, I know she hear him." And she's just cackling and just <laughs> no, because she, she was like, hypnotized by the song, the little right. kidnapping right. children song, Pied Piper ass tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, then we get inside the house and we see these long witchy nails. And I brought up the fact that that length nail used to be witchy, and now it's bad bitch length. Mm-hmm. All the bad bitches are witchies. Now I like that house. I'm gonna mention that the way it had the little, <laughs> the little that was, the, it was the little water wheel on the side. I was like, yes, even yes. electricity or whatever. I mean, it wasn't electricity, but power in there. It was power and something, water and whatever. I liked that too. They set up was real nice. Um, they get in there and they're actively doing this potion. Why the potion wasn't already made before they lured the children? I just you just doing things out of order, baby. Seems like y'all were disorganized and were not prepared. And but brothers, the rest Thackeray. Thackeray is such a funny name to me, no lie. And I feel like if I always have this thing where I'm like, okay, if I have twins, I'm have twin names. And Thackeray and Thackeriah hits. <laughs> it hits. Okay. I expected you to say Thackeray and Zachary. No, <laughs> Thackeray and Thackeriah. I love it. That is hilarious. Now Thackeriah is. 
is going up the windmill to get up into the house on the second story. And he gets through that bitch. He is, he is sneaking um, in. He's doing it. Yes. You know, he's using his creative wiles to get up in there. And they're doing this potion, which, okay. And they're like a dead man's toe. And they had a whole bowl of dead, dead man's toe, toe just throwing them around. And I'm like, but you, that scene, you could tell that Winnie was the oldest. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Older. She was like, yeah. calm your shit. And Mary, who we didn't know was her name was Mary at the time. She was like, I smell a child. And they're like, no shit, Sherlock. What you see right here. So <laughs> that, that was, was very funny. interesting. Um, when they went to bite off their tongue, I said, well, damn, how much tongue do they have to give? Like, I was like, that's mm, a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but it had to be witchy, right? I guess. And then Zacharias sees them sees them like all around his sister he's just still in the cut and i'm just like why you not why you didn't jump out right but one of the things that i started with like what the fuck this is inappropriate was um the way that sarah and i knew it was sarah's hand because what the way the camera was positioned mary was doing something winnie was doing something they were all touching her face or whatever sarah's hand going fucking like creeps down her throat i was like uh Ah, uh, stop that. I don't like that at all. Mm. I don't like that at all. So that was my fuck. What th- that first, like, what the fuck? This is inappropriate. I started the adult me was viewing this in a very different way than child me. Yes. Yes. So here comes Thackerayus swooping in for the out. save. And they aren't, they weren't intelligent chasing him around the potion that they needed. That was not a smart okay. move. Okay. And this is a whole cast iron cauldron, but they're able to knock it over and it's not hot. I was like, mm, that, okay. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem, as, as it don't make no sense. Cast iron, that don't make <laughs> no sense, right? So I was just like, all right. But they literally have, they wasted the potion, but there's enough for a child. They didn't, they got that ant, ant, magic in the fingertips. They done knocked him out. They suck her soul. I don't understand how they knocked him out and not killed him when this nigga climbed the water thing to get there and water and electricity does not mix. Like he should have been dead. Which magic is not electric. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll take it that. It just looks like it. I'll take that. But I was just like, damn, that nigga should have been toast. He should have been done. But the way that they sighed every time they were doing like to suck up her soul. <laughs> that mess was scary and funny. Like in youth, I was like, oh. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> just taking all their youth and the way they just, oh. They just, woo. So Thackeray is back. I mean, his sister's dead, but Thackeray's back. And Winnie, he calls Winnie a hag and Winnie deflects it. <laughs> like, sisters, did you hear what he called you? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was so funny. Sisters, how dare he talk to you like that? <laughs> Um, but when he pops out and she see and Sarah again, a what the fuck inappropriate moment because Sarah's like, let's play with him. And the way that yeah. she says it is very much in a way of like Sarah was very much that she was, she was sexualized. Kind of, yeah, she yes. was a sexualized witch in this. Yes, it was. And her being the young and like quote unquote sexy one, okay, but like it was weird. I'm about to say that's it, a teenager. Yeah, it was weird. And yeah. I don't give a fuck what year it is in Salem. That was a kid. That was okay. a kid. Um, so they come around him and decide they're going to hex him, right? And their little coordinated moves. <laughs> that and the goddamn yeah. book has an eye on it and it floats. I said, excuse me. 
that eye popped open and I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was nasty. I was like, whose eye are y'all using? Because you know it has to have been somebody's eye. Why is the eye loyal to them still? Did the eye get birthed into the book? Was it not somebody's eye before? The I don't, eye mm -mm. on that book was terrifying. It was scary. But then eyelashes. Oh my god. <laughs> Much. But then but they turned Zachary into a cat. Yes. And someone's knocking at the window. It's a witch hunt. Wow, nigga, it's a witch hunt. <laughs> What, what cracked me up is that they're all wait a minute we're busy <laughs> and Sarah asked like oh yeah <laughs> my god I know Winnie was tired like <laughs> oh my god oh my god so then um they get them outside they hung up. I mean, you know, they're they're actively in hanging mode. They're standing on these stumps. And they're like, listen, we found my dead ass daughter. Where the fuck is my son? Oh, and she's oh. like, mm, Cat's oh. got my tongue. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that mess was funny. That was but funny. They said, okay. And she said, book? And the books just came. Like, can <laughs> What? Why is this book sentient? I don't understand why that was possible, why that was necessary. Why the book would hop out of somebody's hand and then bitches not immediately stomp it like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you toss it? No, it jumped out of it has joints and knees and ankles and what the fuck be afraid oh my god poke it in the eye like stab it in the eye with a fucking long ass thing. you need to get a branch oh they were scared oh my they were so scared oh so oh again oh I'm laughing now, but watching this, I was like, that shit was scary. That shit was weird. Like, no. In, in my childhood, I was terrified. So they make their little, and they're like, don't listen to them. Okay. They already set the spell. It's cast. It's you should have hung them in the middle of the goddamn lyrics. You sat there and waited while they Why did. Why would you let them finish? Like, there are multiple instances where this movie could have ended, and that was one of them. <laughs> the movie. You the is gone. You Fuck it. At least the witches is dead. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, the witches will be there. But Ooh, so they have completed the hanging. They're all sad, you know, because they've lost two kids. One they know where the body is, the other one they do not know. They're walking away and young Thackeray Binks in cat mode is like, Hey Daddy, help. And Daddy said, Get your mangy ass the way get him. I'm not taking care of no cat. And <laughs> that was so sad. Oh my god. Ugh, so we we are um Disney wisped into current times and we realize this is a story imagining of a story that's being told at a fucking high, high school. school. <laughs> now this is why I looked up to see who Jacob Bailey was because when they came into the high school, you see Jacob Bailey High School. And I said, Well, who the fuck is that? Jacob Bailey was an author and clergyman of the Church of England. He was active in New England and Nova Scotia, um, which was interesting to me because Salem, Massachusetts which we know was a part of the New England whatever mm -hmm. but the fact that they named a school after someone who was loyal to the queen made me look at them sideways I mean America never America never really severed ties and we figured that out with the fascination of 
Queen Elizabeth's passing and how many people were just like, well, actually, shut your ass up. Because if you really want to go on some some founding father shit and ancestral, they didn't want no part to do with her. And they would be rolling over in their graves and ready to light your ass up if they knew you was over here mourning this bitch's death. Well, the founding fathers didn't even want anything to do with them because of capitalism. So I just read that recently. I can't, they wanted to be able to make their own money and keep their own taxes. It makes that, sense. I'm just saying that them white folks who was like, <laughs> and fucking dressing up at home to watch it at home. Y'all have you know lost. What smoking. I'm smoking oh, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> that Queen, that QE2 pack. Okay, so Max is skeptical in the room out of spite. Because we got this new nigga from California. He's been in the backwoods of Massachusetts and he's like, man, y'all bugging. He said, (laughs) and then the teacher said, oh, do you want to let us know with your tie-dye, hang-loose California dude attitude? And they go and zoom out and this nigga really has on (laughs) tie-dye. There are so many things that you could have made a California outfit. And you chose tie-dye? When was the tie-dye not popular for the world? Maybe it was just the United States. I don't know. But tie-dye had its time. It did. Okay. It did. And the, the fact, but the fact that it is Halloween and this fool is wearing a tie-dye shirt in Salem, Massachusetts does make him stand out because this is the East Coast and it's late October. It's cold at this point. He probably the same type of dude with, that will wear shorts with long sleeve shirt. In a snow blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. So <laughs> this made me laugh because Max was loud and wrong. And Allison said, you are loud and wrong. Um, and he still was bold enough to be like, well, here's my number. My <laughs> I was like, somebody get this boy. I don't know who gassed you up like that, but you was. Is California teaching dissolution? Look. <laughs> and, then, and then school is out. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. Sir. You was like, what? <laughs> she said, what, no, babe. What's going she on? And did you peep? She was in her little, her uh, Red Riding Hood cape. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a strategic design because they later would be going through the woods, later going to somebody's house, a house that she is familiar with because yes. later, you know, whatever. Um, I thought it was a very interesting costume design for her to be Massachusetts late October dressed. Yes. I did think it was interesting that uh, there was it wasn't snowing. Now I've never been to Massachusetts. I don't know that it snows in October, but I thought it would be more than leaves falling and wind blowing. I thought it would be cold, and I didn't feel like they were dressed appropriately for the time of year that they were telling us that it was. That yeah. looks like more like early Leaf. September mm-hmm. or late and August, not, and not late October. So that was one of those like. Um, <clears throat> directorial flaws but i realized the movie wouldn't have been as fun if they were sliding around in snow and couldn't grip or if it was raining really hard they could have just had a little bit more layers on you know they could have added to it it could have gotten colder or he could have put on a jacket like something so you know but but she ends up giving him his phone number back and play a move i love that but then this nigga goes parkouring in the cemetery and i was just like and i i realized that they only did that like directorial so that they can introduce the cemetery later but i was just like why it just did not make sense at that time it didn't and this nigga just like you said parkour x game and all throughout the cemetery the leaves are on the ground which means it wouldn't have been comfortable for him to ride either either way but they made sure that he they were showing the sliding and all of that which 
me being of my age, I know X Games. I know that X Games was the competition was housed in, you know, was housed in California. It was not only that introduction of the cemetery, a land that he should he was comfortable riding through and disrespecting fresh after school, but also the fact that he is a very California kid. And this is how he's choosing to get home is to be BMXing past your grandpa's headstone. Which you had this yeah it was not necessary but he finds these two weirdos in a cemetery jay and ernie or jay and ice and ice ice's shirt was 90s realness if i could find it now i would wear it (laughs) (laughs) oh it was giving it gave i liked it but they robbed this did not know he was being bullied yeah i he stood there in conversation for too long. He did. I was he like, nigga, just bike away. And then Jay stopped him. And I was like, oh, now you get it. Like you could Now you're getting it. Now you're being stopped from leaving where before it was just whatever conversation. So I was like, all right. They go down to the cross trainers. And then cross trainers weren't even hot. They just were new. And they was like, what size you wear? My size? Because <laughs> they mine now. <laughs> and he bikes home with no, no shoes on. And I was just, and he gets in the house. He's like, school sucked. Watch your language. Which I thought was hilarious because 1993, they said sucked was a bad word. And I think in 1993, I couldn't say sucked either. Really? I think it was one of those words I couldn't say either. I was not thought of. So (laughs) I I was, oh, maybe I was a figment of an imagination. Yeah. I was, he was a a butterfly kick. Yeah. Yeah, but the parents' response to him walking in with no shoes, the dad being like, it must be some kind of protest. I was like, what the fuck? The parents are of no benefit. Because had you stopped and been like, where are the shoes that I just paid for? That you know you got to buy more of now. Then, you know, active parenting, but did it. So Um, Max mad, he goes to his room and somebody watching his ass through the closet. And I was like, who the fuck? And it was... Dun, dun. Little sister Danny. Danny fucked up his whole Allison fantasy. It was that Allison fantasy was so teenagery and embarrassing. It was. And as a kid, I remember watching it and being like, Ew. Well, once I got older, like maybe like 14, watching it, I remember being like, <laughs> because everybody had like those kiss fantasies. Adult me was like, ah, oh, the secondhand embarrassment. Like, oh, God. <laughs> to get caught doing all of By all your of little things. sister at that. And Danny said, I'm Allison. Kiss me. She <laughs> <laughs> was so dramatic with the shit. I love Danny. She wanted to go trick-or-treating and Alex was like, I don't want to go along, which was terrible sibling because. But it was a- accurate because Danny is eight and he is in high school. And me having that type of age difference with me and my sister, some of those like, do this for your sister, just be a biggest. I'd be like, bruh, yeah. Like you didn't just move to a new town. I'm sure yeah. they were still snatching children in 1993. And was, and she's eight. She's eight. She's eight. Like, so yeah, she needs you to go. Um, He got a whole ass drum set in his room. And that's when I, uh, again, adult me like young me liked his room because he had a drum set this movie might have inspired me wanting a drum set in my youth Mm -hmm. right his room was the best room in the house we don't see anybody else's room and it does not fucking matter because his room is big his room is huge he got stairs that go up to like a fucking lighthouse or some shit yeah it is salem i don't know if massachusetts is necessarily on the water but this nigga could definitely direct boats from his shit 
his room was the business. It was. That scream mom when he refused was so fucking funny. <laughs> she did a whole lot of negotiating and begging before she said, oh, I'm snitching on you. So that's why I fucked with Danny. Because she was like, you're going to take me and I'm going to try to convince you on my own merit. But if you have to be forced, bitch nigga, let's go. That And of course he was reluctant and they was like, what are you? He's like, I'm a rap singer. Oh, shouldn't you have me sideways? Singer. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that okay. made me laugh. And I said, oh, okay. Look. I'm a rap singer. Look. <laughs> okay. So they go out and he's trick or treating and he's like, are you ready to go? And she's like, no, bruh. Is there not more candy to be collected? Calm your fucking horses. Because, damn, I just got here. It's early in the night. You don't see the streets full of kids. That means I'm still supposed to be out here doing what I'm doing. So they are taking forever. They don't leave with a group from the house that they're coming down the little steps or whatever. And at the end of the steps down the the walkway is a group of teenage boys. And I said, oh, he about to get bullied with somebody wearing his damn shoes. Yep. Jay and Ice right there shaking the little kids down for candy. Shaking them down, shaking them down. So the way Danny with the shits. She has said, so much confidence in her big brother. And here's the thing. Being <laughs> the big sister, my sister also had that confidence in me. She would talk so much shit. And I'd be like, bruh. And then turn around and be like, all right, because my sister think my sister think I got it, so I gotta have it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Max did too. She was like, uh, to look to your information, punk asses. My brother's right here. Max, the way she turned over her shoulder and said, Max, I started cracking up because Max had on glasses. He was trying to blend into the background. Max was not with it. And he ended up giving them his candies just so he could be like, okay, fuck it. And he got but mad. He did not give his sister's candy. But he didn't. So he that did, was. He, yeah, it was one of those big brother sacrifices. Um, and then she's like, he, they're like, well, before the before he gives up the candy, they're like, what are you supposed to be? A new kid on the block? <laughs> like, for your information, he's a little leaguer. <laughs> where did you even get that from when he said he was a rap singer? Where did you Daddy, even get that? Danny was just with the shits, and I appreciate that. I really do. She's with the shits. I fucked with Danny the long way. But as soon as they get past it, he snaps at her, which is a deflection on who he should have been snapping at mm-hmm. and she responds as an eight-year-old should and she, she cries cries she runs away she cries she's i'm ready to go home i hate you <laughs> yeah and danny is surprisingly reasonable and mature for an eight-year-old and he i is. i don't like that because <laughs> a, a, a child should be a child and it's just it gives me older daughter vibes or eldest daughter because he's sitting there complaining and she's like, we live here now, get over it. How she was able to make that association and he couldn't, she was also ripped away from her friend. She also moved to a city that she didn't know. And like you said, she was able to process that and handle it way better. Um, I feel like if there was a maturity that was given, which is something that society does, women are forced to mature and be more caregivers earlier on. If you are socialized as a woman, you're giving those responsibilities early on. And she had to mother her older brother, who is at least twice her age. Yeah. Yeah. She had to mother him. And then they get over it. They have their little loving moment and they go to another house and they say, rich people. And Danny is automatically like, they about to have us do some rich people shit. Yeah. But the way you went trick-or-treating inside the house. 
That's some white I folks guess, shit. Because you would have been shot. So. You would have been. But sh- let's not say Southern. Because let's go to an area that does not have everybody got guns. That's let's true. say, you know, I don't know what Massachusetts is like. But if these are this big, rich houses. And it wasn't just the trick or treat. But everybody's coming in because it's an active party. So they have their dish. Their candy dish bowl is inside of the house. But maybe it's a rich person setup. I hear rich people are the nicest, so giving out king size candy bars, baby. That and like they they will not hesitate to be like, oh, let me show you this, let me take care of you, let me. So I I'm not surprised that they would let people into their house that they it's don't know. It's to show off. It's to stunt. Is what I'm thinking. If you don't get to see my house any other time, come on in and grab your candy and look around and see how big my my winding stairs are. Yeah, because you know, so they go in there and go wild. They see that thing of candy and they're like. Bingo, bango, jackpot. And coming down the stairs in her um, old Victorian 17th century outfit is Miss Allison. Miss Allison. It's her house. And Danny is cracking up because she said, oh, Allison, I know you. <laughs> oh, so she's confident. And Danny, again, with this maturity, she's like, I love your outfit. I couldn't wear it because I don't have, what do you call them, Max? Yellows. <laughs> I like that whole scene because she was being the embarrassing little sister. And I feel like that is a child's. It's place. it was an appropriate it eight-year-old like, He needed to embarrass her brother in front of this woman or this young lady that she had just seen him kissing the pillow of. in her name. You know? <laughs> so um they're talking back and forth, and she's like, It's my parents' um party. They do this every year. I'm on candy duty, it's boring. And because Max now wants to spend more time with her, he's like, Well, let's go to the Sanderson house. And Danny's like, uh-uh, uninterested. And he's like, nah, it's cool, let's do it. And Danny Alice says, take him. her to the movies like a normal person. Because he, he has to convince her, and he's like, anything that you want. And she says, Okay, so next year we go with Wendy and Peter Pan, tights and all, or no deal. And Allison is coming back down. She's changed out of her 17 million garments just that fast. Yes. But he's like, listen, she's willing to go and teenage hormones say, yeah, yeah. me and you tights next year. And we only going because Allison's mother used to like run the museum. So Allison really knows the place. She really knows it. Now, this put into the realization the way that they have the family house. We don't know what dad does, but mom is some type of museum curator. Yeah. Yeah. Museum manager. So that's the money. That's money. Okay. So now they on the way. They get there and there are bones in the wall. That's what you're trying to tell me? This this cement wall that separates the Sanderson house from the street has children's bones in it? Yeah. Why I, did th- I didn't even peep that. Mm-mm. There was a whole ass clothes sign, and these white kids, like white kids in scary movies, like to do, are committing crimes, trespassing, breaking and entering, breaking and entering you know, crimes. just committing crimes. And I said, okay, they get inside, and I said, the town really preserved a crime scene and made it a <laughs> just because what that's, that's what they do. <laughs> it's what the fuck they do. 
It's they said, up. you know, this, this, we, it was a crime scene because there were some kids that died here, but we defeated the witches and they decided they would preserve it and leave it as is. They barely touched anything other than making it an active museum. There are Zippo lighters and signs and postcards that you can get to say that you've been here. And they put the book in a case and was like, ooh, look at this ancient book. Instead of stabbing it through an eyeball. Instead of... Well, his eyes was closed, so maybe they didn't see it at the time. Brother, y'all saw it when it was open, when it was alive. Back in the G, when you killed the Sanderson sisters, that would have been enough. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was 17th century people, though. Okay, so... Here we have um, Max has a Zippo lighter. That bitch is still working because Zippos never go bad. And they, Allison finds the light switch. They turn it on. And somehow Max goes to the scariest of all of the things that are still out and uncased in this museum. The black, the black, what's it called? The black flame candle. And the way that Allison whispered it lets you know that you should not fucking touch it. And Allison, Allison was a good tour guide. She was like, oh, this is the book, too. It was given by the devil himself, bound in human mm-hmm. skin. But yeah, don't light that candle because it says that a virgin will raise the dead. And this nigga was Max like... Max read the prophecy out loud to the crew. The only person that was like... Well, the, Danny and Allison was like, maybe you shouldn't. But Danny was like, don't fucking do it, bruh. And here he go, what can happen? It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. The way Thackeray... Oh, attacked his ass at first though because that was really what set them up they was like we need to go that black cat just attacked you out of nowhere obviously some shit is up and And if the story is that a cat will attack you if you try to do it and things are happening like that that's enough for me to be like you know you know let me turn my ass around i'm not wanted here okay maybe this is a horrible (laughs) idea from jump but it's confirmation right now his ass lights it and immediately they see spooky results and they stay and he's like, uh-oh. Nigga, uh-oh! That's not enough of a response. <clears throat> Nobody has saved their lives uh, mentality. <laughs> Nobody. Candles start so, bursting. Everything's just flame, flow shaking. It's green. Oh, my God. I was like, nobody. Y'all not running? And then they say, what happened? And Danny says, a virgin lit, lit the, the candle. candle. Now, again, giving her mature lines. Um, why would she know that her brother's a virgin? I don't know. Why would she give that line and not, you know, Allison, who knows the history beyond them? It was them aging Danny Danny. in a way that I thought was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. But either way, all of the shit that they saw should have been enough for them to get the fuck up out of there. It's his first week in the city and he is fucking shit up. Already. Like, damn. But are how many years past this shit? You have been here. Y'all ain't even properly unpacked yet and you already fucking shit up but it's too late because oh the sinister sisters are there bust the door uh-huh. wide open we are home and i said okay and immediately sarah goes in and she reaches up and she's like my lucky rat tail that bitch was so long <laughs> i remember <laughs> that it was so long i i literally was like what the fuck kind of rats that they had back then? <laughs> But Mary starts sniffing. She's like, I smell a child. Seven. And then and she her nose leads her to a fresh, ripe youngest of the children. Maybe right? eight and a half. And she popped Danny popped up and said, Gang gang. <laughs> I'm with y'all. 
What up, though? Sisters. <laughs> Did you remember me? I love that. She was smart. She was very smart. Danny was smart. And so they said it had been 300 years. And I said, 300 years. And this nigga been here 72 hours. Less than. Already. <laughs> The whole town is doomed to up because of your little California years. ass that didn't want to listen to the local legends. Oh my God. Run them niggas out of town. Please. The end of the movie. Please. Get them out. So, anyways, Sarah. Oh, okay. Sarah stroked Emily's throat. And she also, stro- they sat down Danny and they was like, stay for dinner or whatever. She also stroked Danny's throat. Mm she did and i may be mm, but again i was like y'all weird please she's the pied piper she's the voice she's the one that leads them gross and max ended up trying to be captain save a sister and ends up getting electrocuted and then, ha, i said oh it's still a little magic in that finger 300 years later y'all didn't even really get to well they finished the first one so maybe the revitalization from emily's spirit had lasted 300 years but they still got some magic in them fingertips but the way allison and danny came in for the save it was like damn max we gotta clean up your shit okay busted them down okay mary got knocked down with a broom danny had that heavy ass bag of candy which when you swing it right momentum Boom. Okay, um, the three hundred year old cat is over here kicking ass because he everybody still holds gets, a grudge. <laughs> everybody is uh, smart. Okay, everybody. Max gets up on top. I don't know how he got up on that banister. I think he climbed up some things. He uh, did, like museum things. He gets up on the banister. They have have updated the building, so now it has a fire system. Would make sense because it's an old ass building and they didn't do shit else. So it's really just a pile of wood ready to be burnt. Please. And he tricks them with his flame. They're all, <gasps> he makes magic with his hand. I mean, he makes fire with his hand. They were that like, was oh, funny. Shit. Their whole was not knowing what things are 300 years later was beautiful. It was. They kept getting beat by technology. It was very cool. So they are managed. They managed to get out. Max makes this giant leap from the banister to the ground. And I was like, oh, the old me was like, oh, his knees. <laughs> Youth. He was able he to was young. plenty of cartons. He got it. And Thackeray is like, goddamn, bitch. You fucking idiot. You got fucking. He was like, get the goddamn spell book. He slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And so Max steals the book and the sister was like, it was just water. Okay. And they stood there for so long <laughs> in the water, letting them steal the book. They realize it and they're like, what the fuck? He tricked us. This is just water. Whatever. No. This is not this is not Beauty and the Beast. The water, I mean, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Water does not make her melt. Because he called it the burning rain of death. That's why. So. And they were, they were waiting to burn. Okay. So then they get the book, they dip, and they run outside and their reaction to the freshly laying concrete, they're like, it's, it's a black river. river. That was funny. And the way they just pushed Sarah to make her drown. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, you go to drown first. That was so funny. that that like hop in and like go around. She started bouncing in a circle. She was like, okay, this is it's as firm as stone. <laughs> so they're they get over that. And they, they, have they so got their little unique, sister unique, walk. Like, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the fire fire truck is coming. That shriek. Yes. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Funny as fuck. So now the kids are following the black cat that talks, Thackeray Banks. 
and they're like they get to the cemetery gates and now all of a sudden max has apprehensions about being in the cemetery and he's like you know get your ass in here because you woke the fucking witches and now they can't come here so we gotta be safe hollow the ground and i said okay but max you was just bmxing all through that bitch earlier you ain't give a fuck you are of everyone are more familiar like allison maybe because she's from the town but you were just there yes so so whatever um but then the girls are like did the cat just talk <laughs> and max is like yeah yeah, talk. yeah he do and that nobody- now I said that lack of response was purposeful because they had just had so much spooky shit happen that a talking cat is not the biggest of their concerns right now. It's the 300 year old witches that we just resurrected. That That Max just resurrected. (laughs) Max. (laughs) So they get into the cemetery and Max is uh, following. Everybody's following. And Thackeray Binks is like, let me tell you the stories of some of the people who have died who have headstones here. Yes. Okay. Oh, before that, we uh, switch back to the sisters because they were like, who are they? Firefighters. That was so funny. They're, of course, they're um, witch hunters. They carry black robes and axes to chop the wood. That was... Which to me was very interesting. I wonder if the people who used to be, of course, we know the slavers, the slave hunters became police, right? Mm -hmm. What if the witch hunters also became police? What if they became the fire brigade? What if it made me wonder that correlation? I was like, huh, why is that? Why are the outfits black? Why, you know? Hmm. I just had questions. It was interesting. So, but yeah, we get back to Thackeray and he's explaining the story and Max is like, easy solution. Let's burn the damn book. And he's like, bitch, it's protected by magic. Like, come on. You don't think, you don't think we've tried that. BFFR. Like, I'm 300 years old. You don't think I would have lit this bitch on fire? Thumbs or no thumbs? Something. Okay. Scratch the eyeball out. You think I wouldn't have done it if I could. That's not how this works. So... They met, we're back to the sisters. They reveal we have this one night because that's how the spell works. That if we came back, we had one night to get the souls of children and then we'd be able to live forever. So I'm like, all right, we it's have like, to make a potion. Like Cinderella, but it ends at dust. That's it. Yeah. Now, Mary's responses to everything that Winnie was saying, Mary was, was attentive. Com- oh my God, the comical genius of that woman. I loved her. Um, but then we get back to the cemetery and Thackeray is still breaking it down to these idiots. And he's like, yeah, I've been protecting them this whole time just in case some airhead teenager decided he would come back and try to do it. And I said, well, when did Thackeray learn the term airhead? I mean, he's 300 years old. He, and has been cognizant and, and alive for 300 years. I'm about to say he's been around for 300 years. So he's just been the protector of that whole like black flame candle and everything so I, and so he's heard people talking he's gotten hit to the to the, the terminology the terminologies so allison has the book and she questioned thackeray about the book and he said bitch because i said so why would you question somebody who was there to see this shit go down like i mean just god damn it do you want to live oh i just wanted to open don't open, don't open a goddamn, goddamn book. book god so the witches um, come in on their brooms like above the cemetery and because they can't touch the hollowed land. They run and, but they leave the book. And I'm just like, niggas, what was the point of you stealing it? Okay, they had to get the book back. Sarah, something that Sarah did in that scene again made me be like, okay, inappropriate. I don't like her. It's the way that she's like playing and like, you know, whatever. Um, but then the way that 
the witches came like in the air. It was like soup, 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 all directions. They couldn't yes. go nowhere. And they're like, but we're cool because they can't touch the ground. And Thackeray's like, yeah, but that don't mean shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these fools call on zombies. Ooh. And I'm like, uh-huh. and mind uh-huh. you, this zombie that they called on was Winnie's ex-lover who fell in love with Sarah. So then Winnie ended up sewing his mouth shut and like killing him. And that Killing was him, right. So he pops out, wild. mouth still shut, looking real corpsey, real 300 years in the gravy. And Sarah's off, hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> hey, Billy. Sarah was a little horn dog. She was. And so, I, it's the way he looked back at his grave. So I'm like, yeah, goddamn it, I am dead. What the fuck? He's like, what is this? I was resting in whatever piece I could manage. Um, but then the kids are running and Max gets smart and pulls down, pulls back that branch and knocks his head clean off. The way Winnie was like demanding Billy do these things, catch those children, catch this book, ma'am. The way that they, the, the way that she would call them names the names that she called them became more hilarious as time went on as the The frustration yeah she was it was fucking hilarious now they the kids get into the sewer they have the book um max throws the book first and then slides into that sewer real real slick light yeah you know real efficient they get down there and i said now see there is a casket hanging in the sewer. It's busted through whatever dirt and stuff. It's hanging in the sewer, and there is a corpse that is mostly bones yep. hanging out of that. And I said, this is exactly why the fuck I want to be cremated. What the fuck? Because that, that probably got into the water system and everything. Uh, uh, disgusting. And I literally, <laughs> and then Thackeray is all. I know this no place. Yeah. I've, been, I've been chasing mice down here for years. And Danny's all mice. And he's like, yeah, girl. I got to eat. Well, what did you think? I'm a cat. The fuck? Gross. So then Winnie's all, go, you maggot museum. <laughs> go get them kids. Get the book. When she called him a maggot museum, I started cracking up. The way I was like, if I was Billy, I wouldn't do shit. You killed me. He, he did as he was told. He understands the power. They have raised him from the dead. He's like, ugh. So he does what he's told. And they're all, broom, ho. <laughs> They were hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, Winnie says something to Sarah that made me laugh hella, hella hard. She <laughs> said, I'll have your guts for garters, girl. Damn. I can't remember. I know that scene was Mary was trying to sniff out the children and she couldn't. So, And she was just upset. And then you have these idiots. And then she's like, I have been cursed with idiot sister. She's just annoyed. So Mary stops and is like, calming circle. And, she's like, <laughs> and I said, girl, right now. But it was necessary. That shit was fun. Oh, my God. And as they're <sighs> calming down and they're like, ah, they break out the calming circle. A bus pulls up and then bitches like, ah. They were scared. <laughs> They were scared. Now, their reaction to the bus was funny. He opens the door and they're asking questions. And this whole interaction is hilarious. I don't know if I glossed over it as a child, but adult me was like, this is gross. And this is exactly why the movie is PG. Because they're like, well, what is this? And he's like, it's a chariot for y'all. It's a bus. Come on in. Get you where you want to go. What do you need? And they're like, well, we desire children. His response is, well, I mean, give me a couple shots. We can make that happen. You are literally talking about skeeting raw in women that you just met in a Disney PG movie. Yep. 
Disney in the 90s was wild. Wild. He was like, you I can shoot that, that movie, net. You remember that movie that they had on Disney Channel with the South African white girl and the black girl? Oh my girl. God. I will never there. forget that fucking movie. Keffa. No, Keffa's just the word we use for niggas. <laughs> like, on the Disney Channel. On Disney. <laughs> Disney. Mind you, though, Disney, Disney has a history of racism. So <laughs> are we surprised? Of just like busting it in your face. Like, I know the parents who watched this for the first time looked down at their kids to see if they caught it. And the kids were just like, anyways, get on the bus. I did not <laughs> until this time. I, and, and anyways, get on like, the bus. Ew. <laughs> yes, because boy. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. So then we have the kids going through the sewer and Max is is using this itty bitty, I mean, it's a Zippo lighter, but there is no light being produced by this flame. Nothing at all. And they come to um, a ladder that will lead them to a street cover thing. Yeah. And they let Binks out first and then a bus is coming. He's like, oh shit. And he puts it back. Watch out. And... And it was uh, Sarah in the bus driver's lap driving and she hit Zachary and he's on speed bump. <laughs> the way Max was like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck! All of this is my fault." The way Thackeray inflated like a balloon, that shit was funny. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> he was like, "Oh hell no!" And this he's like, so "It was funny as an adult, but scary in my youth because ill. Because I have seen <sighs> to imagine Roadkill coming back to life. He's like, "Well, you know, I'm 300 years old. You think I ain't been hit by a car before?" Which makes sense, but also goddamn. That fu- that was ooh. And then so, Mary's like, then, "Stop the train! Stop the bus! I smell some fucking children." So they get off, and he's like, "You know, can I get your phone number? Can I see you again?" That's it. When I tell and she's you, like, mm, you'd hate me in the morning, and he's like, "I wouldn't." And Sarah is all, I mean, Mary's Winnie says, "You would," and he's like, "Yo, old cock blocking bitch." <laughs> That was so funny. My dude was like, you want my route number? You want my area code? My phone? You worse than Charlie Wilson, fam. Like, calm down. Oh, my bad. I pushed mute. I said, he was definitely Charlie Wilson. He said, you can look me up by my first and last name in the yellow pages if you still have one. He he wanted Sarah. Yes. And so they get off and um, they're like, I smell, Mary says, I smell kids, but I don't see any of them. That was and funny. This angel cherub baby goes and says, bless you. And they <laughs> that re- their reactions to things were so fucking funny. That reminded me of the, I hear my people, but I don't see my people. And that shit just had me dying. <laughs> what the fuck? So Mary was like, I think I lost my power. Um, they turn around and some random guy comes out and he's like oh, 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 and they're like, and like master. master I'm like what and in between that time you get the kids they're running and they go to a cop for help which I thought was funny because they don't really help nobody but they don't but what I also thought was funny is how they were breaking it down Max was taking too long to tell the story the cop pulls him over to the side and he's like what the fuck is your problem do you not know the history are you a virgin and then yeah. it was just uncomfortable because he's all really, bruh. He's in he's in high school. They're like freshmen or sophomores. He doesn't need to be fucking yet. Let them be kids. Let them be kids. Then he runs them off. He's like, "Take your fucking cat with you." And I said, "Okay, this is interesting." Some lady rocks out and she's like, "What happened?" With that very like New England accent, mm-hmm. and he's all. Some kids thought that I was a cop. 
I was disturbed by all of this, mostly because that cop uniform and the bicycle was too on point. And if there was an emergency, why wouldn't you tell somebody like whatever? This nigga had the most efficient cop uniform. And I said, that's got to be illegal. It's Halloween. It's Halloween, but he looked, he had a fucking cop motorcycle and everything. He did. Like, bro, you looking that much like a cop on a, on a day where people are dressed up and, you, and whatever, that has to be illegal. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I was just like, he didn't say anything. He he was just like, oh, some kids thought I was a cop, but didn't say about the fact that they said that they had lit the black flame candle. Yeah, the prophecy is cut. And he's like, doesn't say anything to anybody. Again, the movie could have been end if somebody just would have been like, hey, some kids told me they lit the candle. The fucking firefighters got there. Did they blow the candle out? No. And why did they not see it was a black flame candle? Would you automatically recognize a black flame you on a candle? You are a firefighter. Maybe a civilian wouldn't, but as a firefighter, I would expect your ass should. You should know what all flame looked like. Blue, black, white, yellow, green. <laughs> they ain't That's, never seen no black flame. <laughs> they ain't never seen it, but they should be trained. Go to a chemistry class. Oh. They can make some black flames. But we still so, see Billy looking for the kids, and he ends up getting his fingers ran over. And I was like... Goodness. Does he feel pain? Because he already did. And he does make it, mm, and I think it's more a reaction. Because you know how, like, you hit your knee and it doesn't hurt, but you're like, ow. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those. But either way, you are now four fingertipless. Yes. You already a zombie, and you four fingertipless. But we get to, the Sanders and sisters are in the devil's house. And it was funny, because she was like, oh, look, Satan married Medusa. Which was hilarious, because <laughs> she had her little uh, flexi pop flexi rod curler things in her yes. head and they're all we'll look better in the morning she's like yeah me too she was not interested in yeah. the holiday she wasn't interested in having guests she, she was like i'm going upstairs fuck all of this yeah and they're they got their brooms taken by other by little sanderson sister kids it was, it so was funny because they were dressed as them yeah. stole they <laughs> And they just went, woo! The brooms were so much bigger than them. Why would you even want those brooms? They're not even appropriate size, kids. Because you're a witch and you just want a... Your costume was missing a broom. And look at that. That They got a broom. I said they little hooligans. (laughs) But then um, the devil calls Mary a tight end after she catches something, like a piece of candy. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was fat phobic. Yeah. It has a lot of... Lot there of, was a little innuendos and it definitely phobia. was fat phobic. Yeah. Um, but then the wife came back down all excited because she had lost some weight on whatever diet she's doing and she sees the devil and Sarah dancing and she cut on the lights and shut shit down. She's like, get the fuck out. Get out of my house. Out my motherfucking and house. And they said they make tried us. to make up on her. I, they, nigga, I said what in her home now this is when i said this is a shooting if this is a shooting state she should just lit they ass yeah, up pow, pow. but instead she said sick them and her little devil yorkie doll it was so cute just chase them out chase them out they get outside and they are like okay so all hallows eve has become a time where kids can frolic and dress up as things other than what they are i thought that was a very realistic moment because if somebody did get fast forward 300 years the advancements in technology, the the historical events and like holidays that they celebrate, everything has changed. 300 years is a lot of time for things to change. It's not enough time for people to change how they treat black people, but 300 years is a lot of time. Yeah. So 
there like mm, was very realistic. Um, we fast forward, they figure out their brooms have been stolen. Yes. But they're and like then we fast forward to the adult party, which is lit. Yes, they got a band, they got a dance party going on, and Demi is like, I'm gonna go find mom. And Dacula finds uh Dadcula finds them. And that was funny. And now he's trying to go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, well, he's trying to explain to dad like what's going on the same time where Danny's looking for mom. And Danny's looking for mom and she's like, mom? Because there's adult, there's a grown ass, cl- no, no. Was it a, I don't know if it was a clown or if it was a crocodile. I think it was a crocodile that was dancing and she's like, mom? And the, the adult shakes his head no and moves away. Why the fuck did you approach this kid in the first place if you are not her parent or guardian? You're not yeah. her, you don't know her. Again. Unless you were trying to help me? as well. Like, it doesn't seem gross. like you were. I didn't like that at all. I get that she was trying to look for her mom and then she stumbles upon mom and mom is Madonna. And she's, I don't know if it's Vogue Madonna because she had, she was voguing. Yeah. In the way, but she had the spiky bra, which is very iconic of Madonna in the nine like early 90s i thought the outfit was awesome yeah and danny's giving that recap and she's like you've had too much sugar did you and she's like i haven't had any sugar actually again the parents of no use even if you thought that this was a delirium dream like with me and my czechoslovakia dream why not hear it out that because you she's like let's go find your father and if you would have found the father and actually went over there and like listen to them they're telling the same story it's not changed it's not and it's not your eight-year-old saying it it's your your teenage high school son saying it so then his friend validity and his friend who you don't know but dad's all "Uh oh who's this lovely lady you are paying attention to the wrong shit and in walks the sandington sisters and winnie is not impressed with the band at all so of course the kids are freaking out because they're like oh my god they're here they're here. They're running away because the parents aren't listening. So they're like, fuck this. We got to get away from y'all non-helpful asses. And the Sanderson sisters split up. Um, and Max, Max like, ends up on stage. Sarah he was like, I got a plan. And I was like, your plan is to go on stage and warn everybody? What? And say what? the co- And everybody's like, ah ha, ha ah ha, ha ha. The Sanderson sisters are now, Sarah immediately found somebody to kiss. But when they, when he makes the acknowledgement, they end up all in the center together. Spotlight goes straight to them and they like go down like, oh shit. But the whole crowd is just like, look at their costumes. Ooh, ah. It's and so realistic. Mm, mm. I and- mean, maybe because adults have less of a fairy tale leading belief system. So maybe it was more like, Maybe it wasn't unrealistic for the sake of like parents and adults of a certain age aren't going to believe and they're more going to be like, look at the effort you put into holiday. Yeah. But so Max uh, has interrupted the groove and it does nothing. And Mary, it gives them the center stage. They were like, oh, you want us? Have us. Here we go. And so uh, Winnie makes her way. She starts singing the song that he was just singing. I got a spell on you bitch yeah she's making her way down and then snatches the mic and gets to ah, ah, ah. and danny is repeatedly telling them cover your ears do not listen Don't to her listen. and the parents are like oh good joke you guys this is uh-huh. fun get off the stage now shout out to the black women that actually did the background vocals because they were singing they were they did that. That song bopped and it was not yes i think that uh bet midler actually did the song what we know is that that was black women back background 
black black round. I'm gonna call it black round because it was black, black round. Black That's round. adorable. Yes, it was. So, um, the adult then Billy shows up at the party and is chasing the kids, but specifically chasing Danny and Mom's all. I wish I had a camera. There is an adult man chasing your daughter. Why would that not be a cause of concern? Oh, okay. It was really do better. Do kind of moment. But they ended up casting a spell. You dance until you die. And the kids were like, let's get the fuck out of here because these niggas are useless. They dipped. So Allison, they end up behind what I'm assuming is like an alley. Um, There's a lobster tank behind i'm assuming whatever wherever the adult function was next to it is a restaurant they are still cooking they're getting to it yeah chef comes out and he's like all right who's going to the jacuzzi which i thought was a hilarious joke and it was antonio and some goddamn crustaceans (laughs) it was poor little antonio he was sad about it too he said all right and then tapped the back of his shell let's get it i said oh shit so um i was confused about why the lobster tank was outside it didn't have a cover to it. I know this is not anything to do with the movie, but why was the lobster tank outside? Maybe for the it's cold? Elements. Weather? Maybe for the cold. Maybe because it's towards the end of fall, you know, whatever. I just was like, ill. <laughs> I know you guys are going to cook the lobster and do whatever, but I was just like, why is it outside? Because anybody could just come up and just steal your lobster. Yeah. So the kids are hiding behind old... Uh, appliances appliances allison is behind an oven the sanderson sisters have you know mary has used her nose and since them out then she gets there and she's like i smell scrod which i was i just thought it was fun because now i have an old timey word for lobster and for uh bottom dwellers because she describes it as bottom dwellers and she's like excuse me it's the lobsters and crabs and things that you would get from the bottom of the ocean people cook them they can be delicious i don't know but that's what i smell and winnie's like you fucking buffoon yeah she gets really really mad <laughs> she gets so mad <laughs> and then max is like having his like teenage boy moment and he's like god damn i'm mad and he Ugh, ends up ah. taking the trash can and the santa's sisters the and the oven door falls down Oh, I thought it was when Allison was trying to get up and she... You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. But that gave her an idea and it was like, okay, let's mm-hmm. go to the high school. And Now, that again is uh, the John Bailey High School, mm-hmm. side-eyeing. But they lead them. The scent has now led the Sanderson sisters to the school. And when they pull up, she's like, I smell a bunch of kids. And she's like, it's a prison for children. And I started cracking up because schools are prisons prison for, for children. children. I was like, accurate. That is hilarious. Accurate as fuck. They're in there too fucking long. <laughs> and let us go. Like, please. But so they get into the school. And- how the kids got to the school? B and E. How the Anderson Sanderson sisters got in? The Magic. Oh, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know. Broken. Now they lead them in there, and he Max is talking over the uh, intercom, which means not only did they break into the school, but they broke into like the principal and admin office. Uh, that's if it was locked. So I, they typically will lock it because that's where the personal files are. So they'll okay. lock the administrators' offices, and even if it's just the 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 double wide doors that lead you to the secretary or like whatever, they typically will lock those doors. They have they have broken into multiple buildings, multiple and access multiple offices and things with their bad asses. That's three charges so far. <laughs> let's count them and let's get them up. But they hear the library 
cassette tape in English and in French. And that was so funny to me because they go and investigate and they get locked inside the... I was like, is this so, a crematorium? Is this initially, a chimney? Right. Initially, I was like, why does this high school have an incinerator? Okay, we figure out. If you look, there's context clues. There's art pieces all around. So this is the art, art people's... Like their little... Room. The baking for like the clay stuff. Mm-hmm. So they get them in there, light them up. They're also destroying school property because they burnt up a big ass boom box. Yeah. Camp number four. Um, but they get the sisters in there and they burn them. And they get outside of the school and they are eh, eh, celebrating the kids won but Thackeray is still a cat so I was like okay interesting yes so and um, Thackeray's like they get to running Thackeray Binks leads the way they get to wherever they are and um Binks goes up into a tree and Max is all you still held up over the fact that your sister died get over it and I was like what the fuck he's so he was so Especially after you caused all of this problems. Like, he was such an ass. I just disliked that conversation. But then he's like, Binks is like, all right, anyways, and is about to dip. And he's like, well, where are you going? You're a denizen now. You come home with us. And Binks is like, a home? After 300 years? After 300 years? So they walk in and mom and dad are still not there. And And Danny's all, we got a new cat! And they're like, Very oh, white. guess they're still parent, they're still partying. And I'm just like, why does that make any sense to y'all when you know that they cast a, sp- a curse on them? And you think, and y'all just killed the Sanderson sisters. They're not home. Okay, they're still partying, whatever. They said the parents are allowed to have a good time. So they come home. Um, Danny feeds Max, and she's like, you're going to have milk and tuna, and you'll only eat mice for fun, which made me laugh very hard. Um, and then he was like, bruh, you trying to turn me into one of them fat lap cats? And she's like, yeah. And I said, this is classes because, <laughs> because Thackeray Binks is a thug. He from the streets. He's like, wait, 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 wait. I could have been had a plush lifestyle. I could. I really could on, have. I could have laid on somebody's porch and they would have loved me a long time ago. But she's like, yep, <laughs> that's what you're going to get here. Welcome. <laughs> but... Yeah. Max and Allison get to snuggling because they're tired. They've had a very eventful day. And they had school that day. So everybody woke up about six, six seven in the, in the morning. morning. And it's now after mid, like it's late. They are tired. And everybody sleeps. And then we get yeah. back to the supposed Sanders sisters, Sanderson sisters burning, and like that green gas goes right back in. And the way she came out. In English and in French, no, saying "I want my book" was the most hilarious <laughs> shit ever. That was funny. <laughs> oh my god! They get outside, and the bullies are some of the last people outside. Mind you, three in the morning. It's late, and Mary sniffs, and she goes to the shoes because the shoes have Max's scent on them. Yeah. Now, why they wouldn't have just been satisfied with having any kids and then trying to find the books, I don't know. The well, only- they needed the spell. They could remember. They, they the- needed to find the book, but they could have just been like, "Fuck them kids. We need to sneak and get this book, and we can come back and get these kids, and then we can kill their asses later." Right? That's it true. didn't make sense to me the order of events that they were going through. Yeah. So they, um, oh, the only reason that the bullies become victims is because the blonde one calls them ugly rods. Why is it always the ugly rods that are left out late? And this time, Winnie takes offense to it and she's like, oh, bitch. 
Yeah. So okay. Guess so where y'all get to go? In cages. In my in house. Cages. So now they're back at their house and they're trying to remember. And Winnie's like, Mary, you were here. Sarah, you were in the back dancing idiotically. <laughs> Sarah goes back and she's like, dancing idiotically. <laughs> and she's like, dead men's toes. And dead. she remembers what she, she was, was saying. Right. Dead toe. And they're like, dead man's toe? Dead man knows. Dead, dead man it, it was the way they just dismissed her and they were like yeah no she was right she was right and they're like i need that fucking book um and she goes to the window and she's like book that one time that she does that cracked me up the the melodic tone of it says something about bed midler and her singing and her broadway background I love anytime I think of, of Hocus Pocus, there's certain parts that I would think of and her popping out that window and calling for the book like that is one of them. Yes. It's iconic to me. I liked it. I like all the the time she called the book though because she that whole cadence to it is really- It was so great. It was so great. So that bitch, she called for the book and that bitch pa, 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 woke up. He said, oh, I hear my name. You want to know where I'm at? Miles away. Bet. But I got you. Oh my God. So it, I'm thinking, oh, the book is just about to shine the light, but it doesn't have that power, right? But all of a sudden, the flutter of the eyeball makes Max and Allison stir. They are now awake. And I said, okay, I don't know how long y'all nap was, but it was long enough for her. You said it was three o'clock when they busted out the incinerator. It's 5 a.m. when they wake up. And she said, oh my God, my parents are going to kill me. I have got to go. Now, Max is like, I wish you could stay. Bitch, y'all are 14, 15. What do you mean? You're not having co-ed sleepovers. Ain't no wish you could stay. What y'all gonna do if she stay? And then your parents are still not there, which that doesn't raise any alarm. It's five in the morning. But anyway, they're like- Doesn't raise any alarms. But they say, okay, they didn't even, I realized uh, they opened the book and I said, oh, the book didn't even reveal itself. Allison, again, opening the book is the reason why the drama continues. They literally could have kept the book closed and they would have died again. They already knew that they only had until sunrise. It is 5 a.m. Bitch, you got an hour and a half, two hours max. Calm down. Because she was like, I want to help Binks. I feel sorry for Binks. And Max was like, but Binks said, don't open that fucking book. And but Binks they're dead. Mm, mm, Cause the continuum. So the dramatics of the Sanderson sisters thinking it was the end, the way they were crying in their house. <laughs> was we're doomed. Bring me to the window one last time. Mary was still over there comforting her sister the way that... Uh, a middle sister would and Sarah being the youngest is still do to do do to do in her own world doing what she want to do right but then she goes to the window and she said oh fuck shit hope is alive the book heard they opened it and it has called to us we get get on the big ass glowing light beam from and that. I mean it is going through all areas and I'm like how do you from. not see that when you open it's, the book this orange glowing light on their faces as they're reading the only person who realizes that the light has changed in the room is Thackeray Binks the sleeping cat who was just fat off of milk and tuna and he goes and he closed time. the fucking book because he's like, he said, what, what the, the fuck? fuck did I tell you? Like, damn, you niggas and don't listen. Like, we were trying to help you. And he said, I don't need help. I need to make it through this fucking night. We are almost there. Like, damn. 
He was so mad. So then they realize, again, they realize they don't have any brooms. How are they going to get there? And they go to the <laughs> maintenance closet and they see some things and they come outside <laughs> and a- young me cackled like you did. Because they had a broom, a mop, and a vacuum. Now, <laughs> Winnie getting the broom makes sense because she's, she's the oldest. Right? But if it was second in line and things like a broom, Mary should have gotten, gotten the, the mop. mop. She should have gotten the mop. It was fat phobic that Sarah got the mop and that and Mary, Mary got got the vacuum. They had a they had a few fat phobic moments in this, and yes, it, it 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 kind of threw me off. So Disney is still going to show their ass and make sure that you know that they like slim white people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was still like that. But either way, um, the broom hole. The fact that she still called broom hole made me laugh because um, y'all did not have broom. You and not everybody had a broom. So, um, but they obviously don't see the gl- the glow. Zachary Binks is still on his p's and q's. They um, both they're like, oh, let me walk you home. And Allison's like, I would feel better with some salt. So they go get some salt, and they because they read that passage, and she was like, oh, look, only salt can protect thine victims from thine whatever the fuck. So they go downstairs, and I said they are thoroughly not unpacked they went and did all of these uh halloween festivities because they needed to because they're in a new city but that cabinet was so random it had salt sugar sugar in the raw seven up a six-pack um some things in mason jars matches plastic bags like that was a junk drawer it really was they was like let's empty the boxes so they get down there and um they're talking and you know Allison says something about boyfriends and Max is like, what about new boyfriends? And I said, this is wild assumptive of you to assume that just because y'all was in a, that y'all just gonna get together like that. But okay. Or the fact that her body just tiredly fell asleep on you in your house. She don't know where else to lay, but he thinks he's boyfriend and she goes in for it. She goes in for the kiss, but all of a sudden they hear, and they're like, Danny, like no shit. You left her alone and you opened the fucking book. Yes. So the book can shoot. Nigga, they pop out of the closet because they go upstairs and they're like, the book's gone. Something's weird. And the sisters pop out of their hiding spaces. They have the book. They have Danny. And they decide, okay, we gonna take Danny. But Max, still trying to be on his superhero brother kick, tries to charge at them. And they open the book like a fucking shield and blah! Like just fight. <laughs> like the, like the book can shoot. And then knocked that nigga out for a minute. And the way Allison was like, okay, salt. Took her little salt ring. And made a, and made a raggedy circle around her, but she got it. And Winnie said, What a clever little bitch. white witch. And I was like, mm, okay, okay. But and the way like, Allison did that ring to protect herself, and I'm just like, but so then you know they got Danny, and I was like, okay, so she put some, thrown some salt. What? That's my thing. Like, because she had the nerve to sit there. They busted out of that house. She had the nerve to be like, Danny, bitch, you let them take Danny. She was already hemmed up, so I understand why if she felt like I need to stay in this circle, because you know, supernatural teaches us stay in the salt. Okay, circle. but you can just. Yeah, yeah. Like my whole thing was, they busted through that roof with such vigor. There was wood and and electric everywhere. Now, how you gonna explain this to your parents? 
If they, <laughs> and they're Ooh. dancing until they die. How do you explain this to your parents, right? So I was like, all right. So here they come and they are flying home. And she said, sing the goddamn song. We got the book. We about to kill everybody. And we so got to live forever. Children, I'll take the away. I used to sing that song as a kid. Why? That's Why? about you. That's about you adult going to get kidnapped. Adult me is so disturbed. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Oh. Now, I do think that I think that Sarah Jessica Parker sang her her little part. She did that. Um, liked it. Did. Um, I was like, why? Are Max and Allison immune to the song? If they're too old. Oh, uh, thank you for that. Because that also explains why Thackeray Binks and Oh Boy were immune to the song. They were over age. I feel like once you get to a certain age, it's kind of like Hansel and Gretel a little bit. They're like, I don't okay. want you. You're a little too old for yeah. me. You're not even fat and plump with, with baby fat. I don't want you. Again, which leads to Sarah being weird because the Pied Piper and they have an age group that they want. They don't want older kids. They want them younger kids. So again, weird. Um, but They get to the house and all of them kids in Salem have risen from their beds. I don't in know their PJs. Was at the party, but all of them have made it out of the house. Nobody stopped them, and they are Nobody. in the streets. And the way they were like, like Max and Allison peeped them, and they couldn't actually get their attention because anything. they were under the spell. And, and then get in the car and are trying to get around them. They're beeping. They can't get around them. They can't hit them because it's live people. They were so like, they're actively we're stuck in kid traffic. It was that was that was uh, that was funny. So then they get there. Um, Thackeray is hemmed up in the bag. Yeah, I realized they had taken him too because I was like Thackeray would have fought for Danny. Didn't he was in the bag already? So and um, Danny they, got a mouth on her. I love baby. Her. Fuck with Danny because she was like, you know, we about to take your uh, life and we're gonna be young. And she was like, it don't matter how many kids souls you take, y'all still gonna be ugly. And this <gasps> time, this like, time, Winnie takes it personal. She was like, you die first. You I was like, that's funny. Girl. I said, well, damn, they call because she still got the bullies up in the cage and they called her ugly first. She took it personal with them, but why are you really stuck on Danny? Why? Probably because she she's not fearing them like she should. I don't know, actually. Maybe that, but again, like you said, maybe it was because the potion was for kids of a certain age. Maybe they would have had to make a different potion to get teenagers. Well, not necessarily because the ending, but we'll get to that. Because Allison and Max drive up to the Sanderson's house and they're like, okay, right before, you know, they try to force her to drink and they're like, prepare Andy to die. fighting them like Emily punk ass. Emily just sat there and took it. She's all, mm, ah, soup. And what's fucked up is that the Sanderson sisters was cool kidnapping kids and do whatever the fuck until they fuck with this one little white girl. Oh my and god. And got, got themselves killed. Emily was that one. She didn't fight for oh, it, but her people did, right? Killed her. Killed her, so they killed them. And then turned around and come back and they they found a feisty eight-year-old. Danny is not Emily. She is she's not. not. She's not the kids of yo 300 years ago that would just be like, mm, okay, handsome Gretel style, just letting you feed them whatever the fuck you wanted to. Danny was fighting. She's turning her head. She's trying to bite. She's kicking. Yes. Danny was not, she knew. 
of the tale, just like I'm assuming the kids 300 years ago did because they knew that the witch, they knew the song, they knew the color, the summoning, it apparently had happened. Why the fuck did Emily not fight for her right to live? Emily, I don't know. Maybe they had less rights as women back then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they pull up and trick them with technology again. Because they was like, daylight savings time. And I was like, actually, that's fucking smart. Because they don't know about daylight savings time. No. They shine the brights on them. They amazing. Them dying was fucking hilarious. Because every they time, get, every time, yes. they act like it hurts so bad. But Oh my God. It's that, it's that like I hit my knee, I hit my elbow and it don't hurt. Oh but my God. mind tells me it should because I know I hit it. You yes. know, I was like that Danny little thug ass wanted to see them die. Max runs out and he leaves the bullies in there, but takes his shoes back, which I was like, okay, sweet revenge, but also asshole. Yeah. You know that, these, you know that the witches are not really dead. You know that they're, you're tricking them, which means they're going to come back. You're going to well, leave them to die. He thought they, he pushed over the potion. So he thought that was it. So very much true. I can get that a little bit, but they had just enough left for one child and they really wanted that child to be Danny. Why not kill the kids you have? But again, maybe it was a potion thing. Maybe it was an age thing, but it was all about revenge. Multiple kids had called Winnie ugly. Multiple kids at that point, like one of the, uh, like the little boy that ran past when they came out of Satan's house or whatever. He the one that hit them. <laughs> yeah. hit them in the multiple times when you could have got kids but this was all about revenge you're not hyper hyper focused on danny which was weird right yeah um well because she was like that really hurt her feelings why why didn't it hurt when everybody else had called it is it because it's an eight-year-old child and kids you know kids are real honest they don't they don't have that they don't mince words yeah so was it because this is the most honest of kids because everybody else gave their honest opinion too but is it because of the age that an eight-year-old called me ugly, which means I probably really am ugly. If a nine-year-old tells you that you look bad that day, believe you look bad. It doesn't matter the reason why. They've come to the conclusion that that is not it. They don't mean to hurt your feelings. They really are just They just be saying shit. They just be saying it for your knowledge because they have figured it out, you know? So maybe it was that. Maybe it was that. But they they hop on their broom and broom adjacents. And are flying <laughs> down the uh, concrete black river yes. and come up on the windows and like they're they're looking at Allison's like, you know, I don't see anybody following us. But then they come up on them windows and them choking him through the window was funny as fuck. Now, that scene was funny. It kind of turned me off, though, because she was like, where's your driver's permit? And then she was like, oh, resisting arrest. And I'm like, you have not been alive enough to understand these concepts. And you have not encountered any cops that we've seen. So why do you know these things? The continuity bothered me so it was much. Weird. I was like, and it was also Fuck. propaganda because why did you need to put it in there? You could have just been choking him. You could have just been, been like, choking him. Pull over. Like that. But <laughs> that then pull over, enough. you would not have known what that is, but, though. But the, but the pull over could have been enough, like a stagecoach where, like, you know ah. what I mean? It did they have something that you did 17th century, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? It could have been like that, but it wasn't. Um, then, for some reason, Billy is back, and she called William a, pet, a putrid, festering sore. And I started cracking up. Yeah, Billy was... Mm. He finally gets them 
And Winnie was so mean to Billy because Billy finally he's choking out Max because they're trying mm-hmm. to get to the cemetery because they they stopped the car there in the cemetery by now and Billy takes the little thing the way he just coughed up dust and dust mites that was funny to me I was so grateful that Max acknowledged how rank his breath was because it, oh, had, to be. it, it had, had 300 to be. years the first thing that comes out his mouth was winch up. you buck eyed mop riding firefly from no, hell tooth. But two, buck my bad. And that's what cracked me up is because them teeth were buck. And I was cracking up. He waited so long just to, to say that. that. I was like, damn, my nigga was waiting. He waited all them years. So then they get smart. They put Danny in the grave and put the salt around it. And Danny's like, ah, hesitant. I'm not sure. But that is the safest place for her to be. Yeah. So. So. All she had to do was stay in the goddamn thing. That's so, all. And Thackeray delegating because my man knows. He's like, you, know you do this, you do that. 300 and- years of practice and w- not practice, but planning for this moment. And right? now Al- Max is in there practicing with the bat. Allison finally decides to throw salt at the fucking witch. And I'm like, bitch, we could have been with this. Smart. And she's like, yeah, dodge it. <laughs> 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 it was so funny i thought that was funny uh billy gets his head knocked off again and then all of a sudden danny who has not had a positive interaction with him yet all of a sudden she wants to help him and give him his head back so she's out of the grave and i'm just like why girl all you had to do was sit there you could have just said, okay sather and ate your food like goddamn. because now you fucked up now they're gonna sit there and swoop your ass up and thackeray comes in with the save now, the way she dropped that potion bothered me because the way it could have spilled, it was a, it flipped three times. That bitch should have been. A, it had a, what you call it on it, a stopper. Really? Okay, because I was like, the way they they made it seem, I was like, y'all just yeah. flipped that bitch three times and it didn't spill. When they figured out they had enough for one child, they poured it in and put a stopper on it. And then when Max gets it and he's like, give me my sister. And she's like, you spill that shit and I'm going to kill this little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> which was funny to me. he was like bitch somebody is getting their soul sucked today and Real max shit. max said and okay max it's me pops it open. he <laughs> pops it open and he drinks it and so that begs the difference why didn't they want teenage kids because the shit worked that's the question i did not understand the why i just didn't it worked on him his soul glowing which meant they could have used the teenage boy. They could, both of them, they just didn't. And it's just why though. Yeah. I don't so, understand, but they. Uh, Danny gets knocked down. Um, and I was like, all right. So then they are, all of the sisters are coming to help. And because they have, Winnie has now picked up Max and she's like, I'm gonna suck your soul. My yeah. whole thing is why wouldn't the sisters not have already been there? Because the sun is coming up. They're seeing all this happen. It's the last moments. All of y'all needed to get on the soul sucking so that you can make it to the next day. No. Yeah. But Winnie was a selfish older sister. No lie. She was just like, she was, but they could have been self-serving in some way. Nobody had the will to live. Again, one of the themes that we see with these goddamn horror movies, whether it be the killer or the victims, <laughs> nobody has the will to live. All you got to do is be like, hey, bitch, I'm not just going to sit here and not eat. Look. So when it comes to saving her, they're all of a sudden, oh, I'm coming. Danny reaches for the cord because she's a fucking thug. And she starts pulling. All of a sudden, they're tagging. The sun is coming up. They're freaking out. Winnie falls off of the broom and touches hallowed ground. And nothing fucking 
happened. I was so mad. I was like, excuse you, why are you there? Because they both fall from the broom. And the way they fell made me mad because I was like, the way y'all fell, the way it looked like y'all fell, it looked like there were trees behind you. I mean, or in between you. And why? that you should have went through branches, hit a bunch of shit before falling. You could have, why were you so close to this boy? And it, dunk, dunk, dunk. it was like y'all would... happened was that the ground beneath her started to sink. Does that mean that on hallowed ground, the devil, she they would go back to the devil once forth they came? I thought it was burning. They, they didn't burn though. I, so thought, cause only... I thought her shoes were smoking. That's why. So I didn't know. I was like, uh, okay. But see, the shoe smoking was not necessarily that. The sun. The sun exploded the sisters, but I think her being on hallowed ground turned her to stone. Well, that's true. Yes. That so, was the only difference. And maybe it wasn't smoke. Maybe it was the solidifying of the stone thing. Yes. Maybe it was that happening. But so, okay. And then she burst into flames. And then it was like, okay, sibling moment. I love you. I love you too. That Billy group. gets back into his grave. I said, who the fuck gonna rebury Billy? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Billy There's just too much proof of shit that is He happened. just plopped. He just he said, I'm going he back said, to sleep. Sleep. Binks um, had the only realistic consequences because Binks got his ass beat in that fight. And they go to Binks and he is dead. Well, yeah, because now his soul is free. His soul is free, which was very nice. Thackeray is talking from the thereafter. Um, that was a little scary, but I had seen Casper at that point. So I had seen that kind of imagery before. But mm. I remember in my youth being like, oh, God, Thackeray Banks is floaty. Like, oh, my God. He got to reunite with Emily Punk ass, and that was a very touching moment because he that was he beautiful. Loved his sister, yeah. Um, the parents come, and this is all during the credits now. Yeah, the parents come out, and they are dripping sweat. Sweat. They were like, "Yeah, we're done." And then Jay and Ice are still hanging from the cage, and the book is still alive. So the goddamn book with it still eyes open, like what? Now this is where I had questions. How and why is there a part two? Is it because of the book? I have not questions. Seen I have not seen part two, but. I hear it's a part two out and I'm just like how are you out because if that black flame candle was burnt all the way then you do not have a black flame candle to be lit and Mary and Sarah exploded and Winnie is stoned and then exploded so what the fuck where are you coming from are they coming back from hell when sports <laughs> they originated I'm like what like, so uh, here we are at the end with the ranking what's your scale look like peeps my scale is the same big as afro with a horizontal line from zero to ten and the pics at zero at the moment what does your scale look like yeah yeah i have the the uh 10 little side peripheral i say that again side profile uh with the afro and the hoop uh scale is currently a zero because we haven't ranked it yet what were your category counts my category counts of feeling some type of way was nine uh now that don't make no sense was 13 mm -hmm. lol had 26 <laughs> somebody got somebody get this boy had nine uninterested slash unattentive parents had nine fat phobia had eight and that's some white folks shit had seven okay so where the parents had four oh okay had 33 <laughs> lol had 34 Welcome New Kid had six. I Fuck With Danny had eight. Um, Parrots of No Benefit had seven. Assholes had nine. What the Fuck Slash, slash Interpropes had 20. 
Scary in Youth had 12 and Costume Design had 11. Okay. So what's your ranking? Uh, (laughs) My ranking of this movie was a six. Okay. 5.5. Okay. Accurate. Accurate. So let's see what our average is because mathing. Yeah. 11 and a half divided by two is a 5.75 out of 10, which I think is pretty accurate. Um, IMDb gave this movie a 6.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 38%. I don't think it deserves that high, especially with the fat phobia. Why was Mary the only one that could sniff out children? That Why was-, was that a sense that she had? I think that with age, people realize that this was inappropriate in so many ways. Yeah. Um, my my highest ranking category was the LOLs. It had plenty of funny, followed by the oh okay, which is just things that I felt like, mm, like kind of this- like you know. But then yeah. right behind it was what the fuck inappropriate. It had twenty and legit for me that meant a lot in how I was able to watch this movie. I don't know. I used to like be upset with not upset but like be disappointed that if i didn't watch hocus pocus during spooky season so many other movies have come out i would be like oh dang i didn't watch hocus pocus this year i don't think i'm gonna have that feeling anymore because watching it for this podcast granted gave it a six i still feel like wow there was so much that i just was like glossing over with nostalgia and child eyes and watching it with this podcast i can't watch it the same anymore i won't it has the typical horror themes of like bastardization of like religion and that witchcraft and shit and the it was mm, i don't know nostalgia might have been a, a part in this but i don't know it just seemed i don't know nostalgia um, it definitely just, had a had a reason had a part in why i still enjoyed it right it was very Um, funny though i will give it that but maybe it was funny for the wrong reason sometimes yeah so agree and like i've seen people be like okay well y'all can take hocus pocus i'm gonna stick with halloween town which is actually our next episode (gasps) um i I literally cannot remember that movie in full right they have like three of them what yeah (laughs) like they because there was a whole thing because they switched the Lee Rowe and the third one. And I was like, who is this woman? See, who and I don't she? know any of that. I'm going to have fun looking into <laughs> researching. I literally remember the Disney Channel commercial where it was like the old lady, a teenage girl, a teenage boy, and maybe they were standing in front of like a huge jack-o'-lantern. And I don't even know that that, mm. somebody told me recently that that's not even a major part of the movie. Like, that's all I remember of Halloween Town. I remember them saying it would be coming on, but I just like with um, The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, I made my decision and I think I was a Hocus Pocus kid. I think I was definitely a Halloween Town kid. Okay, so it'll be exciting when we come back for that because our next episode is going to be uh, episode 29 for season three and it's Halloween Town, 1998. Yes, so join us next time. And what's lit? Do we have any updates? No. No, not really. Love y'all. Love y'all. Still grinding. Bow, bow, bow.